and welcome back to WTF and Vana Deal. I'm Spicy Ryan, and my soul's so black it gets marked absent from night school with Fox Danger. And today we're going to be talking about uh, Apex Mobs, maybe some Ambuscade, and since we are, in fact, your mistresses and dominatrix supreme, we are going to edge into the conversation of Black Mage and Dancer, because we always do every episode anymore. That's true. Yeah, man, like, uh, I really liked the uh, Zola video on uh, on this one's Bamboo, because it, it wasn't it wasn't their normal, we're just going to, like, hyper smash everything. They took the actual strat for Ambuscade and just ran with it, and they just clear it in, like, two minutes. Is this the double death on the Cactuar from a million years ago? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, it's, it's a magic burst strategy that wins in less than two minutes. I haven't fought it in several years since it was bursting Blizzard on the Cactus multiple times while it ran around. Oh, boy. With the ads and everything, so I have not done it since then, so now it should be even easier. Maybe I'll get my Black Mage up to death level this month. I'm like 50 yeah, job we, points Yeah, we were... In. Dude, I can, I can help you get there. I know just the camp. Oh, uh, we're going to talk about that today. Yeah, we will. But yeah, I, I sat down to do Ambu like two nights ago, but the queue was like 20 plus pages, so I noped the fuck out of that and did Omen instead. Yeah, we're I, still trying to get Norcris to dig on breastplates. So. I just skip it whenever it's the new part of the month or a Friday or like Sunday night or some nonsense because it's those, those specific um, times. It's just always an ass shoot. Yeah, for real. Is that a word? Ass shoot? It's usually crap shoot, but... It can be ass shoot. No, it's an ass just shoot. Just for you. Ashless shoot yeah. chaps. So, it's already starting, Fox. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, I haven't gotten any surprises, like, school-wise. Um, so, like, no weird mystery fees that I have to pay. No and, dude, have you ever heard of... Because, obviously, people can, like, move into a place, right, and then get prorated for rent. But usually that prorated rent is due with the first month's rent at the beginning of the next month, right? With the place that I'm set up for for school, they actually charge me for the, the end of this month at the beginning of this month. And I thought that was the most ridiculous thing. I've just it's, never had that happen before. Wh- so. Why? You're not going to be there yet. Exactly. Yeah. So like, I, I already paid it. And so it's not a security deposit. Yeah, it's, They're it's charging you for an unlived in month because that's when your <laughs> contract's supposed to start or? Uh, just the unlived in last week. So instead of having that uh, pro rata amount put on the next month where, where it normally lives with rent, where or at least where I've always lived out here, um, both in Washington and Oregon. Uh, it's never been different. Um, they they were just like, yeah, it's due at the beginning of March. So I just I just paid at the beginning of March. I just thought it was the most ridiculous thing. And I was just kind of checking if you'd ever heard of that happening before. It sounds like you're getting fucked and can't do shit about it. Well, either way, I'd still pay it. Like, it's still something I would have to pay anyway. So it's I would not that big a deal. It's just whenever you're supposed to be there, contract starting should be the point of billing, which is like the start of the month or something, mm. whenever they put you on right. prorated. But I mean, that's... And and if if it was more inconvenient, I would probably be more frustrated. But because I am I was planning on playing the, paying the amount anyway, it's whatever. But like, if I didn't have that amount covered for whatever reason, um, then yeah, I, I, I just, it just it seems weird as a practice to, to bill that way. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, that was that was the only like weird surprise I've had to deal with lately. It's been actually like a really quiet. Every, everything is done. And I'm just kind of in the holding pattern. Uh, When's that to start? Going out to university. Uh, I move on the 21st. Oh, so you got and two my weeks. classes will begin on the 29th. You got less. You got one week. Yeah. One so, week. One week. That's the infamous. I'm gonna kill you in one week, spicy meme. Because the guy said it, and then 
never <laughs> never did it, but he kept saying one week. So one week became a meme. That, Who knows, man? I Maybe it's Kaikoji still today. The meme to him. Time. Maybe the guy actually found somebody that he thought was spicy Ryan. I, and someone else had a real bad day. I've had people tell me that they know people. Of course they fucking do. Or they, they're going to hire hitmen or just like ridiculous delusions of unstable, mentally unwell people on a 20 year old video game. Right. I mean, I technically know people, but I don't associate with them anymore. Yeah. I know some wise guys and they're going to come uh, give you some trivia. Yeah. Yeah. And like, nobody's just going to go do that over some, something fucking trivial either. So I don't, I get stuff all the time. Anyway, seems strange. Uh, anyway, but uh, in game, um, I've just been doing a lot of stuff on Black Mage, except I'm, we're doing Ongo now, and mm-hmm. there's been some rhythm issues. Uh, but I, I'm not the Black Mage for that event for some reason. Um, for whatever reason, like I don't want to put anyone else on Bard because the Bard is it's kind of an awkward job in that fight you know so i just kind of prefer to do it myself fox a rhythm issue is when you're fucking and it's just not going you know in sync yeah Um, what you have is not a rhythm issue you know you're not it's not an issue of feel the rhythm feel the rhyme it's not an issue of that it's an issue of uh, one particular person well i mean the one particular person has managed to fail in every way that's conceivable but they are conceivable some might say they're a geo now and uh (laughs) they had literally one job and they managed to fail that but on the last short run we did um the dude actually didn't fail at anything um he just did exactly what he was supposed to do except for not knowing how long elemental sforza was which almost i don't know by by not using bolster at the correct time that that's the definition of not doing what you're supposed to do i mean when you have literally one fucking job i don't understand i don't know (laughs) I, i just don't know man I wish I could be more coherent about it. Like that does not a good podcast make, but I just don't have words for it anymore. Well, like, I mean, I, this, this is something many groups point. go through. Everyone has a yeah. Felgar. Yeah. Uh, but he's been relegated to Geo, so he can do the least amount of damage, hopefully, um, to to the strategy. You know, they say Fox, uh, so I've that got someone else on Black Mage. Huh. They say that the lesser evil is still an evil Fox. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm a plus. Side, you know, I just clear the content with crazy ass handicap. I don't know. It's like a trophy, a trophy where I don't get a trophy at the end. It's a trophy where you get a fucking aneurysm. Yeah, it's true. With the healthcare in this country, Fox, you can't be getting an aneurysm. Yeah, some will call it a kindness, <laughs> a mercy killing. <laughs> anyway, some mercy killing. Uh, yeah, so I've got I've got someone else on Black Mage. I would like the Black Mage to fight, like I was saying, but I don't want to. I don't want to put someone else on Bard for it because. There's a lot of really awkward songs to sing between the rune and the party, and then also trying to make sure that you're tanking the bird while also keeping the debuffs on Ongo. It's 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 quite a bit, and I have other people go bard to a lot of these other runs, so I, I think it's just time that I just play the bard for this fight. You know, Fox, one day, uh, if I live to be older than, you know, a reasonably middle-aged or whatever, whatever have you, <laughs> and I get like that, that bullshit starry-eyed question, how did you make it work after all these years? I'm going to turn around and go, that bitch could play bard. Because I'm married mm. to the bard, and if my bard's got a problem, it's not a problem. Super funny. Bitch could sing. Yeah, yeah. but uh, the, the, the main rhythm problem uh, was the just... Rhythm. just rhythm. The, the main rhythm problem was just between the skill chain and um, 
when it was being closed because whenever someone it has or doesn't come a job that they're used to coming as uh, they don't really know like the cadence of the skill chain itself so one of the the nuances to ongo that like a lot of people don't realize is there's there's like different lengths of time you can wait to close skill chains and stuff and some people do it quicker and more succinctly than others and then some people take out to the very max of the window um and and go there and uh, Haydn is one of those Corsairs that likes to close at the very last second possible um, before moving on. And uh, our Black Mage I'm a middle kind of guy. That. I go for like non immediate because the in my group uh, on Rune Fencer, the coordinates yeah. time to get TP after opening. So I, I kind of like give them that moment, which like right in the middle. I don't I don't wait till the max time possible. That's that's like playing with fire. It can be, yeah. Um, but he he just likes to do that. I. We we've recently tightened it up. Uh, we consistently get it to about twenty two ish percent now. Um, so I, I don't know. But uh, we don't even have any now, deaths though? or anything. Uh, blames on Black Mage. Oh, okay. Yeah, he knows what he's doing on Black Mage. So I mean, if I'm not going Black Mage, I would want him to go Black Mage. So that part's all fine. Um, yeah. So like we're doing on go. Nobody really dies, but it's still frustrating to have to do the fight over and over, uh, just because you get it to like twenty something percent, but you know using the job abilities the right time and all that stuff just wasn't completely ironed out or like That's someone didn't get the right reset part. off of a random deal well yeah so we have a map like we have an idea of exactly how the job abilities have to go down the problem is the resets don't always align with it and then sometimes your geo also forgets to fucking bolster so well, there's there's a lot of things that, that that come up um but either way like we'll we'll eventually kill it um and then we'll we'll get to Bumba, and then we'll probably do that episode. Well, hopefully, hopefully um, you kill it before you kill yourself. Yeah, All right? Maybe. I don't know. I've already cut V twenty five Bumba already, so I feel I'm looking back and I'm like, oh fox. Yeah. Well, that error body really took it out of us, and have one member basically sabotage weeks and weeks of runs without us knowing it is really frustrating. Mm. Um, I yeah. would have taken measures at this point i've, I've talked about it I've, I've like i've dipped the toe in that like come on just just do it you know kind of pool but now i'm at the point where it's just like i would have i would have already taken care of this i would have taken old yeller out here's the problem and th this is this is just kind of me um i honestly just don't want to replace him but yeah because see that's the difference is you won't do yells and i've done yells and i've replaced people through Shoal Sea Farms. I like I replace one or two people. It's easy to find eventually one that keeps coming at the same time because it's usually the same time and therefore they can do an M. So eventually you just kind of find a Tetris block that falls in place, but you don't want to deal with those people, which is understandable. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd rather take the fail that I know how to work with than the fail that's completely unknown. Ah. And that's sad, but that's what I'm. That's the devil with. you know. Yeah, the devil you know. I don't know. That's exactly. There, it. there are, in fact, lands to the West Fox. Yeah. And I can't even be nice about it anymore because it's stuff that you should understand if you've ever played any of these jobs yourself. And this is the problem with with, with heavily botting like most of your existence in Bombassi 11. Like there's when you don't actually play the jobs that you're on, you never actually learn a fucking thing about them. And this constantly comes up in every single piece of content. And it's really frustrating. I'm sure there are other leaders out there who, who lead these events that can relate to what I'm saying. Where I had one yesterday. They, yeah, they they have <laughs> they have another blacklist. The player that somehow, yeah, that somehow doesn't understand their job, and they they have the one job that they're supposed to be good at, and they they don't. This is the first aren't. time I had auto JA happen in a pug run that was like ridiculous. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? 
Yeah, but did you have to explain to him how long Elemental Sorzo was? Imagine a world where all you have to do is know how long Elemental Sorzo is. Yeah. Yeah, I think I remember saying something Dude, about that. Dude, last night I was in the group after my runs were done. I popped in with you, and I just, I had to, I lost it. I didn't press the button down. This is why push to talk is also super important. I fucking yeah, lost it, it. So I hear you guys doing Ongo and everything's going on. And so Felgar's on Geo now, of course. We've gotten, we've established that. But just to reiterate that groundwork to this story, he's on Geo now. And I suddenly, you know, you guys call out for Bolster. And, or, or it was like, I, you said you got a magic accuracy down or whatever. And it was after you yelled at him for bolster last time for missing it. Cause no, how long Sephora is, which is 30 seconds, by the way, just like invincible. I mean, at level 20 something in this game and I knew nothing. I knew invincible was 30 seconds, but nonetheless, just saying, um, you know, you go and say that, uh, he's like a Sephora off or did Sephora happen? And you go, well, the bird's out, so if the head's out, then Sephora's happen. And he goes, no, no, no. I'm asking contextually in the moment. <laughs> when he said, you don't understand, I'm asking contextually in the moment, I just fucking lost it. Yeah, I mean, how are you supposed to respond to that? Well, were you not here this whole time? The, the, all you said is, yes, if the head's out, then Sephora's been used because he uses Sephora's own calls the head out every single yeah. time. It's like clockwork. And, every single mob works this way. And his every fucking, every single one for every fight at every time. And you've already repeated this fight multiple times on, you know, him doing this. So it's like the moment that you say, yeah, whenever the head's out, the one hour has been used. And he goes, no, you don't understand. I'm asking contextually in this moment. And I just, I just, at first I just started cracking up and then I just was so dumbfounded by how fucking stupid it was. I'm just like, what the fuck? Am I in line with the DMV? What, what the fuck is this contextually in the moment? Are you running for freeholder? What is this? Have you ever cleared all the V20s as a group of five? Because <laughs> I, I have. <laughs> you know, it's I, like, I don't know. You're I, at the point now I, that I, your, I your mental state is nice walking up it. and going... Let me ask you something. Ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Exactly, dude. Exactly. Like, I, I just can't be nice about it anymore. I, I, there are certain expectations that you have when you're doing some of the most difficult content in the game. Yeah, people should understand how this stuff works. And it's not like I'm asking him to, like, custom brew a set knowing the exact stats of Ongo to, like, nuke properly on Black Mage or something like that, right? Something where you have to, like, balance the set properly and evaluate, like, where all your magic accuracy and int numbers are and actually understand and why you're wearing the fucking set that you're wearing instead of just throwing any random ass thing together and trying to do that. Another frustration that I've dealt with recently. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not even like I'm asking him to do something like that. I'm asking him to understand a basic game mechanic and the duration of a specific ability for a job he fucking plays and has played throughout our climbs. That, that is the point where, where I start to lose my shit. You know, the proper response and is I, take I, a I just fucking, can't be nice. Take a fucking can of Campbell's, the alphabet soup, and then just pour it all over him just just throw it right at him so all the letters come out because he's just throwing random random words at you contextually in the moment you don't no 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 no, no. you're fox you're wrong I'm, I'm, I'm trying to ask like his other line is i'm trying to reach consensus is his other fucking line yeah it, it's 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 word of the day corporate flavor soup that that's being done where the can he's, of he's attended so many board meetings that 
yeah, this this is this is how people talk in, in weird corporate environments. It's it's those corporate isms. And it's, it's really frustrating because in real life, people don't talk that way. Well, this is the same one who explained to so, us that in a corporate world, you're no longer allowed to use powwow. And I'm like, I didn't know people use powwow in the first place because the 90s are over. But I do like right. powwow. It's offensive, but I like it. It's a fun word. I don't know. Like some words are harsh and yeah. they're meant to inflict maximum pain by being a harsh thing that like comes off the tongue like a dagger. And some things are just like a word as five-year-old might have made up, a powwow. Yeah, I can, I can understand like accidentally screwing up some part of the fight where it requires some sort of like technical know-how or, or it requires coordination with like another person. But like this is base level. I could have looked this up on the wiki because I have one fucking job shit. Like I, I he can't I even cast spells and... besides geomancy. So I don't even. What does he do when he sits there? Does he burst? I mean, what is he doing? No, he. No, I, I don't. I don't let him burst because <laughs> he would screw it up. Because he would ruin the black mage damage. Uh, well, there's a reason he's not on black mage. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I don't know. Like, I, sometimes you just have to vent those frustrations. But I mean, I I just don't understand it, man. Like, it. I, it baffles me. Like it's so the, the the stuff that gets messed up here is so basic that I don't understand how it can be messed up, and that that that's where I I just I just can't relate to it in any kind of way to where I can have an understanding of it. Like it's impossible. So it's impossible for me to understand what's going wrong. There's an old old meme that wasn't like a big meme. Like it's not like like the the penguin or any like those other oh, old school memes. Is it the lady crying? Is the is it the lady playing the flute and crying? No, that's that's your that's favorite me. one. That's an old school yeah, meme. Yeah, it is my favorite. favorite. But oh. this one was a YouTube meme. It didn't like become like a thing. It was a YouTube meme like when YouTube was much younger than it is now. And it was a guy playing like Madden whatever fucking year it was cuz Madden's every fucking bullshit cash grab you. And like his player got a broken leg in an online game as running back or as a receiver got like a broken leg. So he's like the playing the game with a broken leg and he's like playing a replay doing a voiceover like he's you know like you know Tony Romo up there in the box and he's like it was a <laughs> okay. touchdown but the guy runs like 70 yards with a broken leg he's like he's like let's get in the mind of a champion he did that noise I'm not just doing that he's like oh yo dog my legs broke but I I got to carry the team on my back to the 30 to the 20, my legs broke. To the 10, touchdown. And it was just like, that's what it's like in your group right now. My legs broke, but I got to carry the Felgar on my back. <sighs> I don't know. And just just the fact that my the rest of my group hasn't exploded and cannibalized him is, is another testament. You should be glad that I stepped away. <laughs> Not because like <laughs> because of any of that nonsense. It was just because I just needed a better time slot, but... It's like you should be glad I stepped away because I would have already that would have been it. I've lost it a few times and said some things that were not nice. I I already say things that aren't nice to him already. Like he's a good yeah. guy, but that doesn't count for shit. He is. So that's the part that sucks. Is like if I didn't play this game with him, I could probably talk to him in actual life. You know, probably but interacting with him on game. He's just not the type of person who he's the kind of guy that eats pizza with a fork and a knife. Okay. Yeah. He's like nothing wrong with that, but there's something wrong with that. That that might be more local. Anyway, um, so this is more decompression for me yeah. than just every group's got something like this, or every pug has got something like this. So it's not like, and there are worse players than him out there. Trust me. Well, yeah, yeah, I run into him all the time when I yell to try and fill that one last slot. Sometimes, right? Like yesterday, yeah. I had um, Biggie, Biggie NM or whatever. He's a Galka, 
and he's using auto JA and just fucking like at first you're like, why is this guy using Berserk, Aggressor, Warcry, Ancient oh, Circle no. all at once on the first floor, stopping to do that? It's like, why is he doing that? And then he does it again, like because what happened was we fought some dragons. The dragoon gave us circle, and it was like because we fought the anemones, the heat of hag on the first floor, the dra- the the worm, and he said yeah. we got ancient circle from the dragoon, which is more powerful and long lasting than sub dragoon. And this guy later on, we had pucks, so later on this guy overwrites it, and I I said like that's a weaker circle. Don't don't do that, please. And then he just does it again with not fighting any dragons. Does it again, and then as soon as it's up again, he just does it again. So then. We go to the last floor and we have the uh, Hawks and we fight the Hawks because we take a scholar. We do end water and then oh, we, you no. know, it's fine. But he overrode it again, and yeah. I fucking and I fucking just go, "What is wrong with you?" And then to top it off, that's one thing. He would have gotten blacklisted because he's doing that already. It's like what the fuck, and he's not answering. And then the thing that really did it was when we're all fighting the fifth, the last floor Halo. He goes for the Marquis first, or as some of you might say, the Marquess. He goes for the Marquis first, because yeah, my group calls it Mar- Marquess, and I'm just like, yeah. I know. I'm just like, okay, whatever. You call it whatever you want. We know what it is. And he goes for it first and kills people. Like no one's fighting oh, it. He yeah. just goes for it first on on fucking Nagling Warrior and just kills us. And it's like, what the fuck was oh, that? Oh, because he can't finish the job before Majin. Mm-hmm. Is that what happened? Yeah. Oh, he, no. He's like Arfree. He can't finish the job, but thinks he does all the job. Oh no. 12k oh, points so every time. Unfortunate. Like, if I had had one for all up or something, I would have been fine. But it was just yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, we use Paladin, so we use Rampart to the same extent. Like, that's what you should do. Like, you should make sure you're mitigating that one particular move. But if this guy just is like, hey, I'm a mool, I'm going to go Savage Blade that shit. Yeah. We, it's just like, why do you do oh, that? No. Yeah. So that guy got blacklisted because what the fuck? Yeah. See, that's what I'm afraid to shout for, you know? But it's okay, because even with that happening, it happened right at the end, and we still got, like, like 10.5 or 11k points, and it's like, it's fine. But it shouldn't be that way. It could have gone worse if things were in different orders or something else had happened. Like, it could have gone worse than that. And it's like, you don't need someone who's, you know, borderline botting. Just, just, it's like, it's ridiculous. So I just cycle through those people, Fox, when I find them. You know that Dark Sir guy or whatever that I had, who was the paladin for Embos that couldn't do anything I mentioned, who was just like terrible? Yeah, 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 I remember that guy. He asked, he was blacklisted when I was yelling yesterday for the Times 3 run, and his mule sends me a tell asking to join. And then I'm like, well, what job do you have? <laughs> and it was like three jobs. I go, well, we don't need those jobs. And he starts listing different jobs. I also have this. I'm like, okay, well, that's one. He goes, well, I also have this. I also have this. And like different lines every time. I also have this. It's like, I'm like, okay, fine. We've been yelling for a bit. Just come. It's fine. We just need you to do basic things. And he goes, okay, invite Dark Sir. And I'm like, nope. And I fucking blacklisted that mule. Wow. It's just like. That's super funny, though. If you can't even have a basic conversation, too. Point. Have you ever had someone like respond on a mule that, because yeah. their main was blacklisted? Yeah, yeah. I feel like that that's something that should have occurred in Final Fantasy before now. It's just I know it's never happened to me, so you know. Well, it just yeah. feels right. But I mean, I have to put myself out there because it's been rewarding. It's been very rewarding. You know, the, the, without with no risk, there's no reward. Without no pain, there's no gain. You know, there's the yin and the yang to everything. So without putting myself out there, I wouldn't have found some of the people that are in the group now that came from yells. Or some people in the link shell that have come from yells that I've done stuff with. And honestly, it's working out well. I wouldn't have had them otherwise. We hang out and have fun. So yeah, I go through some of this nonsense. But in the end, it ends up being worth it because my group is flexible. People don't have to show. And we can find a, you know, he replaced one person in the group for a certain role. Like if I had to lose a bard, that's going to be pretty tough. 
But if I'm losing the Warrior, the Dragoon, which is what I usually lose or something like that, I can replace that, and that's usually fine, and it works mm. out. So then you have extra people I can call in now. I, I get my, my people on the bench. I'd be like, hey, Kifra, are you doing something? And those people get said they can't usually come, but if they're not doing something and you get a chance to come, why not? So it works out really well, though, and I have fun. I think what it, what it actually is is that I'm just burned out on leading shit. Yeah. And I just I just don't want to do it anymore. Well, man. Like I think I just want to be that person who just attends and gets to be that dude with a lot of flexible jobs who just attends. Well, yeah, like, I think I just want to be that guy. When you played with us in those couple runs, that's kind of like how it was, right? Yeah, exactly. And that was really nice, actually. What you saw also, because I'm not like you have all the information and facts and math it down and say what everyone's going to do in this and that. I come up with that general Fox sort of outline without all the the perfect dot in the I's and crossing the T's and information that you go into it with. I'm like, well, maybe we have enough. You don't really down. need all that info. Yeah, you either. don't like what I do is way overkill, you know, and way overkill. So I, I, I take the basic ideas. I'm like, okay, we should need a good amount of defense down attack, stuff like that. We need to write buffs and debuffs to make this happen. How are we going to mitigate this factor? How are we going to mitigate that factor? And like, you know, have to like have everything math down to the black mage should be able to do the right amount of damage in this time frame If we pull to this, like, like that's the extent you go to sometimes it feels like, yeah, and it you, is, you don't yeah. need that. So then you're we, right. We fail. And even if, you know, we failed a lot. But even if we had everything right in the strategy, you will fail in these runs, not because they're super difficult sometimes, but because like Ongo, for example, doesn't matter. Like everyone focuses on how great the Black Mage has to be. And the Black Mage has to be reasonably prepared, like master with a right set or a reasonable set. Doesn't have to be E a plus one, honestly. Just a reasonable set you know, points, thought about yeah. it, has swaps. Like, But honestly, if you're not in sync as a team, it doesn't matter how great your Black Mage is, you have to properly be cycling your JAs and maximizing your damage during Gambit and Rake, or otherwise it doesn't matter how great your Black Mage is, you're going to time out. It's just how it works in that yeah. fight. So, like, like, we had problems with, like, skill chains not being in sync, sometimes going to, like, and no matter how right the strategy always was, it was a matter of people like adopting the new muscle movements and everything. So you will fail as a group no matter how good you are. And then like the the run you win will seem super easy when nothing changed. But, you know, we just come with the basic outline and then people start pointing stuff out. Like Jamie will point out uh, something happened in the back line that I don't see because I'm tanking it. And then Table will come up with an idea like this happened, I'm going to change and do this. Like I, I come up with the basic like, okay, guys, let's gather. Like I take like the, the pseudo leader kind of like initiative and talk to people and see what everyone's needs are and like, I handle some of that stuff, but when it comes down to it, I'll like pose a strategy or something like that. And table will be like, actually, I think it'd be better if I didn't come that shot. Like we like as a group kind of share the burden somewhat. So we don't have to have that one Fox Mm -hmm. doing everything because you're great, but you need like people that are going to pay attention and contribute and not fuck up and like be able to take some of that burden off of you. And it's also unrealistic. Like I'm not playing all six jobs simultaneously. Like I can't, I can't math it out, do a T because I'm not the person who's playing every role. And I can't so pay attention like, to the backline as a tank part. sometimes, you know? I can't see the backline. I'm not. I'm focusing on other stuff. Like, the backline has to be not sitting there saying nothing. The backline has to be paying attention. And, like, I've had people ask other players for things, and, like, you can't just, like, sit there and hope they give it to you, so. Well, I've mentioned that we had some flow issues on this Ongo, and uh, between Blame Hyde and Norcris, the people actually actively involved in the skill chain, um, they they talk about it after every single attempt, like what could be tightened up. So I let them just run with it, and I don't even really interject my input really because like they they know what they're doing. Like I'm not I'm not going to be like okay, well run it by daddy real quick to make sure it's okay. Like I, hey, they they hey, know what big they're daddy. Doing. 
Yeah. Carrot just brought me some sushi, but she Wait, took, what? she just brought me some sushi. The fuck? She wouldn't got, well, she works enough hours and her work covers a certain food cost, so that's why you get the free pizzas and shit, but, um, free quote unquote. But she brought me sushi, yeah. and the reason I bring this up is she took a container like, like the cat food comes in and put my sushi in a box that holds cat food and brought it to me in that box. Well, I'm using the other thing for cleaning products, so I... Cleaning products, okay. Would you rather have so, the cleaning products one? I, uh, no plate. I make a big fat mess. No plate. No, the- no, just she brings me a f- cap can box for like... We cap- have no plate big enough for that. Hey, does this sushi taste <laughs> like bleach? Big, fat mess, I don't trust you. It's the size of my hand. We have a plate that fits... <laughs> it's going to slide and it's going to fall over. Like here, it's not going to fall over. So I'm going to eat my sushi out of a cat food box. How needlessly complex. <laughs> it's just a box. Thank you, my dear love That's and good. bard. <laughs> I should just eat it all oh. next time. Uh, I like where her head's at. I, pro- I probably would have done that. Okay, so oh, I'm jealous, man. I want that sushi. Yeah, it looks like I got a salmon roll. Oh fuck! Ooh, I almost. Yep. Yeah, oh, there goes some of the soy sauce. Uh, you know, if it was not in a box that I was picking up, I wouldn't have just spilled soy sauce in the box. That's good. So <laughs> then she's gonna be like, "I told you so." It's like I. Uh, uh, so this will go great because I guess it's my turn now. I'm today having <laughs> this Beach House, A U S, no E, brewery. Second time I've had them. They're a local Jersey brewery, and this will probably be the last time I have them. Um, Winter Rental, which we talked about pre-show, Fox, and it's it's for way too long. Yeah, we did. It's like the can's got no story. It's got, what are you doing? Yeah, dude, we, we went on a fucking journey. She's taking a picture of, of the situation. Wow. The applause? Yeah, get get the applause. That's... that's... Oh, I just made a fucking mess. <laughs> yeah, how could you spill that soy sauce? Look at you. How could you? You just I thought I thought you don't make a mess, and you're spilling shit. How could you? See... I set everything up for you to succeed, Felgar, and look what you did. Wow. Uh, that was ruined now. Not gonna have another box. <laughs> It'll be fine. So, yeah, um, it's just it says winter rental on it, and it has like the worst super saturated art of sort of a campfire on a frozen beach, with just it's just really bad. And the beer's all right. It's a Bavarian style, whatever the fuck they mean that to mean this time. Black lager. And I like black lager, but this is very unimpressive. So and we, and we, went on, um, we went on a fucking journey to try to find the lore behind this beer, and it just doesn't exist. It's like, it's like yeah, that's a black lager, but it's kind of like if it was like, I don't know, the, the Coors Light of black lagers. You know, it's not, not, I've had a lot of black lagers. This is not deep, but it's just kind of like, eh. It's almost barely, it's just kind of like a lager. It's like barely a black lager. Ugh. But yes, let's, let's read the lore here. The, the thing that annoyed me, because it was like an advertisement in a description, which is like why those are separate things. You're already here. Just stop it. Oh, it looks like I closed it for California style. Hold on, hold on. There uh, it is. There it is. We're back to this menu of, of pizza at the, their, their brewery. Hold on. The goat cheese. Oh, man. Now I'm in there. <laughs> oh, where have I gone? Dude, this isn't even the same menu anymore. Uh, it's a horrible site. Like, it, it's it's just, you can't scroll without it kicking you around. It's bad. So about the beer, because there's nothing written on the side of the can, but they took them on the website. Beach House Winter Rental 
brings together the smoothness of traditional Bavarian-style lagers with the satisfying flavor of generous amounts, no, of dark roasted malts. The pleasant balance lends itself to repeated pours. Ugh, fuck you, Beach House. Where are they? So what town none, are they out of? None, of, none of this explains how this is a winter or a rental outside of the fact that you usually associate winter brews with black lager, right? Oh, they're from fucking so, Belmar. Like, what, what about this makes a rental? What, what about this makes it like a, a beachfront outside of the fact that I guess it's beach house? Like, are, are we like solving this puzzle? Like, I shouldn't feel like looking at the label on this should be as complex as an escape room. Dude, they've been around for 15 years. They haven't gotten it right yet. What's going on? It says since 2007. I don't know. <laughs> I expect beer to be decent, damn it. They're, they're like right on the water out there by the beach. But yeah, I expected some sort of like story about them discovering these hops during a, a rental on the on the lake or something. You know, I, I figured that I, this is one of the last two winter beers I have left because it's now March. And although it is snowing outside right now, uh, <laughs> it's snowing outside my window. It is. Uh, I go, oh, this will be because the other one's obnoxious beer. It's it's like it's obnoxious. But I'm like, let's take this one. It sounds less obnoxious. And now it's just disappointing. Or although the uh, the beer that's pictured directly below that, the Pumptoberfest. Pumptoberfest has an oh. excellent name. Yeah, dude, directly below it, it's Pumptoberfest. Uh, so it's Pumpkin Oktoberfest. Bono, Bono. Bow, bow. What are you doing, dude? I don't know. Uh, want some soy sauce, fast? Yeah. Okay, so I've been all right. Um, you know, I'm playing the game. I've I've been as I posted in the Discord. I'm learning Cyrillic, the, the, shall you say Russian or Ukrainian alphabet, which is actually really easy. That's surprising because like they look like a bunch of consonants to me. It does, but it's really just there's most of them are the same letters, and then the other ones are just you know knowing that the thing that looks like a square root's an L or no that's that's not an L that's the thing that looks like a square root. I'm trying to describe pictures that you know, the pi symbols like the L was like a. Anyway, the thing that's like two U's is a uh, T-S-C-H, like, ch, you know. Anyway, it, it's not hard to do. The The backwards P is an R. You know, those, those are basic. Oh, naturally. Yeah. The yeah. Y is a U. So you get all those things that look. And, and the thing that looks like a six is a B, which already looks like a B. So it's, it's really not that hard. Oh, okay. You know. I'm, I'm ignorant to how all other, all other languages work. Well, this so. isn't even the language. Like, learning the alphabet's easy. The, the language is different, um, you know. I'm flirting around with it because, you know, that's that's my thing, I guess. But, you know, that, that's that been fun because the whole whole Ukraine thing, maybe just go over there and die. So that'll be fun. All right, man. <laughs> I like hills to die on, Fox. And that's my that's my hill. Yeah, that was my existential crisis last uh, last episode. <laughs> it's like I was like, I'm like, am I doing this? Am I doing this now? Am I going to go? And it's like, hmm really want to Nonetheless, it's happening nonetheless um in game uh been doing obviously i've finished all boomba and everything else it looks like bumba but everyone says boomba i don't know if it's how you say those things so bumba boomba well, as long boomba. as we understand we're fighting a dragon to augment gear I, I think it's uh that's all that matters yep so I capped my animator that's been cool did all the Uben eyes, so I can stop yelling about that because no one cares about him when I yell. So now that's capped. <laughs> capped Koishta Badar, capped all of the Nayame, and now we're working on finishing Boomba for like table and other people. And then we're probably going to go to some of the tier threes 
stuff like that. We did a Procne. Like we're like we're working the other ones in there as Procne, Gogmagog. Gogmagog's gonna go away. Probably gonna do Henwin as like Summoner, Pup, um, Beastmaster, Geo, Black Mage. Maybe like I have to look at the combo of, of jobs being used there because heals should not be needed, so we only need a healer for that because of the puppet. So the summoner will keep hate on the puppet and stuff like that. So I should be able to do that and stuff like that. And I I, I like people just go in. I I got a tell it's like because we invited someone to join because um, Jamie was out, so we invited someone named Honor W and they were fine, except for the whole running in front of Procne. I'm like because they were on Sam and they wanted to overwhelm. And I said don't oh, no. don't get in front of Procne, please. I'm tanking it. Don't get in front of Procne, please. Overwhelm's not worth it. And then they didn't listen. And then like and I said again. Please, like, it was like, like 15, 20 seconds passed, which feels like a long time when I'm trying, like, no, don't do that. Danger, Will Robinson. And I'm, I say it again, don't get in front of Procne, because then they die. And I'm like, Ugh. Then they were a corpse. Yep, and they were. Um, no. And since we're doing Times 3 Farm, we don't have Bard songs, we don't have the things that make it easy. We're doing V20 for the win instead of V19, so we're fighting regen. We're going Dancer, Ranger with Arma, which was a godsend. Um, Samurai with Shining One, Dancer. Rune and Geo, and it's just you're running basically with just Geo buff debuff, and I had to use armor break, otherwise we would not have killed him in time on Rune Fencer. So we we bit it with ten seconds left, which it's super easy if you just go in and do him one and done. You can kill him in like five yeah. minutes. He's super easy, but without buffs, he becomes super troubling. V nineteen be yes. easy because there's no regen. The regen was killing us. Oh, I have no doubt. You just turned around and would kill the dancer or something because after 10 minutes of fighting, you cap hate essentially, and just there's nothing I can do at that point. I'm trying to keep everything I can up, but I'm just. It's just super unfortunate. It's, it's like it's, it's the opposite of the bard meme where you're crying on the flute and can't do anything. When you're the tank and you've been tanking the entire time without ever losing hate, and the fight goes on. You're crying and into on your surfboard. And, on and you're spamming foil, and you're like, and you see the mob turn for a second, so you like use a JA and hope, and you get it back, and you cast flash and hope the VE and CE that you've been building up with foil and stuff is enough to hopefully keep it, and then just turns around and kills someone after that. And you're like, I couldn't do anything. Yeah, it just I couldn't hold hate anymore. It's I couldn't hold him. Well, especially when haste is an issue too. Well, he switched to we we run in with the entrust haste, and then he entrusts haste again when it's off, and then towards the end of the fights when he's to switch up from um you know, like indie fury or whatever. Oh, I got you. To, yeah. To then haste, which slows them DPS even more, but it, at that point, it's just kind of like <laughs> you need the buffs. Gross. And it was it was really good at the start. We got him down to like fifty percent with like seven and a half eight minutes left, and then that last fifty percent that took five minutes took like seven minutes and fifty one seconds. Yeah, man, I really miss getting the times three bonus. I actually can't wait till you just farm again. We're probably just gonna farm at V nineteen, honestly. That's what we do, Boomba V nineteen. I believe. And honestly, sometimes you just don't win because some shit happens. Like, um, I don't know. It'll be... Usually the reason you don't win is because you'll have a bad fetter in terms of... Like, we've had it where fetters pop and we crit them or weapon scum at the same time and proc them. And tables cured us enough because he's on white mage for that that we don't wipe. Uh, mm -hmm. And we've had that happen and we beat him, obviously, at that point. Sometimes we beat him before the fetters come out because he won't use, like, perfect dodge or invincible or something and you don't you kill him before that 230 yeah, happens but sometimes you just don't and sometimes you just don't any of those things and wipe anyway because like as soon as the fetters come up it'll be like a bad denouncement immediately and it just you know runs over 
But even when that happens, you still, instead of getting a V19, it's like 5,800, you'll still get like 5,200 or 5,400 or something like that for, for losing. So it's not like, you know, losing 600 points or 500 points, something around that neighborhood of four to 600. I, I don't keep track. I just notice it's not that bad. Yeah. When you're getting really, an insane amount of. Yeah. You're still getting like over 5,000 for losing. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. It's absurd. And it gets to the point where it's like, we might be able to finish them if we proc them and, and wipe. Cause sometimes if you don't proc them and, and you've wiped, you're not going to start that over because the fetters come out immediately. It's just you don't you don't do that. You're just going to die again. But we've had moments where it's like we have seven minutes left, guys. We want to just raise up and. But then it's if anything happens, we don't have all the buffs and everything. And it's like if it's that close and people are still weakened or anything happens, anyone dies, we're now going to be setting back our next NMs. And it's like usually it's not a problem, but when you're trying to do procne v20, you don't want people dead. So it's like ah, just sit here and take the points. We're not going to. In a worst case scenario, we 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 die again, and it's like, eh, fuck it. Yeah, it's a lot more chill when you don't need to clear anymore. That's for sure. Yes, you got options. Yeah, someday, someday I'll get frustrated at V twenty Bumba. I feel bad for you, group. Yeah, so do I. But you know who I don't feel bad for? Uh, Darkser. People who pay hundred forty mil for Chloris buds. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I thought I saw that in the Discord, and I remember you were saying something about it. You know, Lucifer asked today why we don't have a best thread of the month. Like, why don't you guys have more, you know, like, instead of like the worst this, the worst post of the week, the way, you know, question we weren't asked, we're going to answer anyway because we're forcing it upon you. Like, instead of like those overarching negative tones, why don't you ask them, like, what's the best one? And pre show, I told Fox, I go, outside of like Martel discovering the elemental resist for full resist, needing his piece of gear on for resistance or like the actual resistance from a spell or rune or something like that's a great positive news that we share. And it's like, Oh, this is really cool. We still find stuff out, you know, outside of like raw optimism of like, I enjoyed the game, you know, like there's really not a lot of positive things to point to. Like if you look at auction house yeah. right now, the March update thread is a guy talking about that getting a hand job isn't cheating on your wife. Just like they're fighting about botting and just stupid shit and there's no one there to take control. The mods are asleep. They don't exist anymore. There's nothing positive going on. Yeah, and that's kind of what I noticed too with a lot of things. Like that's actually why I don't spend much time on the forums at all is uh, or, or even on Reddit or nothing. It's it's because there's, there's just nothing positive coming from it. Like uh, the JP blogs are fine because those are all positive contributions of information. And they're just but one person. All I ever see is just like the negative stuff. And I would actually like things to be more positive too. Like I love talking about like jobs and, and the cool things that you can do with jobs and like niche things that are probably overlooked. Like that's, that's probably one of my favorite things in this game and to cover on podcast, but I never, I, I just never see that sort of thing going on ever. It's always just somebody has bought it or bought something and they're upset because it doesn't work now because they don't have a un- fundamental understanding of how it's supposed to work. And it always like comes back to that root cause where they skipped a bunch of steps and are surprised that they're getting an outcome that reflects them skipping a bunch of steps. And yeah, I don't, it just always circle back. But the one place that is pretty decent is r slash Final Fantasy 1-1, which has now reached 815 adventurers. This is not a paid advertisement. <laughs> Well, obviously, since I'm... I, I don't go there either, honestly. Well, I mean... I, I just don't like Reddit, though. It's still, it's still Reddit, of course. But in yeah. terms of the options around, there is no other option, I think, that has the actual quality control or moderation that exists in this game at all anymore, anywhere. So, when you have, what do you have, Facebook? I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing left that, that is not completely shit on, community-wise. Yell's terrible. Concierge link shells suck. Like, there is a big, long list of negatives. And, like, what are you going to do? 
<laughs> these YouTubers that we have sometimes leave a lot to be desired. So it's hard to find your little place in the world of Vonadil, I think, anymore, because things have been so left to, you know, Lord of the Flies, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually tired of trying to, to wage the war on all the incorrect information or, or like the, the stuff that people are, are assuming, um, like needs to be done in order to clear content, stuff like that. Like all of the, the stereotypical information that you see, like I, I just, I'm, I'm tired of, of waging the war against it. Cause sometimes it feels like I'm just saying the same things over and over again. And I mean, that just leaves you salty sometimes. Yeah, it does. Like, of you, course you it's going to sound negative when you constantly have to deal with that. You, you know? become jaded to the world. Yeah, pretty much. But honestly, if there's no opposition and no social pressure, then the problem that is so disconcerting in the first place just manifests to an even greater proportion, and it can no longer really be tackled. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I know it. Obviously, it has to still be done. It's just, like, if, if I want a better place, right? But, like, <laughs> it's it just, it. I guess what I'm getting at is it's it's not so much that the, the battle sucks, because even though I'm tired of... of of the battle itself. Like I still try to make it happen. It's just, I don't, I don't know. I guess I, I don't think, really have a good way of phrasing. I think if things were going better in your group, then it would be a different feeling. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, at least you have your you're isolated. It's true. Like I, I was thinking last night that I'm really happy with my group. I'm pretty grateful, honestly, because we have a good time. It's not, there's not really problem. Like, it's not like some utopia. It's just a group of people, but just to have yeah. the four of us that started the group just really click pretty well and to have fun and just to have that, you know, no matter what's happened in my day, I know I'm going to be able to come home and, and just, okay, hang out with the guys. And it's just, you know, it's, it's nice. That's the part of Final Fantasy that's eternal and everyone loves. That's the positive aspect. The negative aspect is all of the fucking people that make that less enjoyable. Yeah. Because they treat it like a mobile game. Yeah. So And you're battling against that for long enough and... You know, the, the negativity is just part of that in you. That so point. on my number two link shell, there's the guy Sonrissa, S-O-N-R-I-S-A, whatever it is. And they ask while I'm doing, um, they just asking link shell, it wasn't like they asked me. They asking link shell while I'm doing shoulder or whatever, or waiting to go in, is Verithrogna worth it? And I'm like, I give them the indirect answer of, well, do you have other stuff? Do you play other jobs? Are you geared up? Do you have no gear? I mean, what's what's the context here? What are you doing? And they didn't even answer me. Other people were like, yeah, it's worth it. So they just went with, wait, like, okay, I'm okay. going to make it then. Less than 24 hours later, they go, Chloris Bud's done. They go, congratulations. And then it, it comes out, like, right after that, that they paid 140 mil for their Chloris Buds, which is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It's a ridiculous that's, fee. That's the stage where you only need 50 anyway. Yep. Like, that's the easy stage. Yep. And he's really not that hard he, to do. Quote, unquote, easy. Like, no. I guess people just don't get gold uh, boxes in there to make that a lot easier, and they just purely camp five, you know, key items or some nonsense, four key items. Oh, but and, like, six gold boxes are hard. I definitely didn't sit down, what, I think it was two days ago and get 46 Alphard Fangs to finish Farsha. So, you know, you it know, takes all, time, boxes are but, but not like less than 24 hours that they're asking your question you didn't understand in the first place. Because if you don't know what you're asking for, why? So and, and for the only justification to also be, yeah, it's worth it, with like no explanation yeah. whatsoever, and be like, yeah, you know what, that's solid advice. I'm going to spend 140 mil on. You know, the Drelo for me is doing it here. Yes, it's worth it. Was all oh. I needed. Just confirm my bias, please. 
Yeah, exactly. So they essentially said, not verbatim, but literally they go, like they wouldn't admit that they bought the gill, but they clearly bought the gill because they've been back for four months, they said. So in four, in all of four months, you don't have conversations. Like, anytime someone's like bought the gill, but they're indirectly admitting it without saying that they aren't. Because one of the main things that you'll notice in any one of those conversations where they did buy the gill is that they'll never say that they didn't. Yep, they, they, they won't say they didn't, and they won't yeah. around and talk about how you're an asshole. Yep, that's yeah. what happened. They, they deflect. Yep. So they said, I have a career, and my time's more precious than, like, you know, that, 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 that grandiose, arrogant self-importance bullshit. Uh, instead of just being like, you know, they could have just been, like, humble about, hey, if you don't like it, I'm just doing what I think's for me, whatever. But it has to be like, uh, you know, you fuck you, you're an asshole. Like, the immediate come out of the gate, what's your problem, you dick? You know, that, that kind of... And then everyone else, like this D-Lock guy gets him. He's like, oh, you're confirming what's true. This is why nobody likes you, Spicy. And it's like, what? <laughs> why? Because cause this guy is making like, because someone literally in that link show complained, I'm yeah, so tired like, of these getting yells. Line, getting line behind Serpent Dragon. Yeah, yeah Serpent. Like, because the, the, the bot RMT spam Merc yells that are just bots yelling for this stuff that this guy's buying. Someone goes, man, my blacklist is full. I'm tired of this. I don't want these yells to go away. And it's like, the same link shell, not long into that conversation happened. It's like, this is the point. You doing this is making this person's experience rather unenjoyable needlessly because you have a career. And 140 mil is like over like $110, $120, real money, USD for Gil. So who's like wants to spend over $100 for stage one of a Verithrogna? Uh, Not me. Because then the thing today is, Oh, I don't have any void stones to get heavy metal plates, and it's like <laughs> same guy. It's like, come on, guys. It's like, whoa. Oh well, maybe maybe they they spent them all before. Usually that raises the well, red they've flag. They've been playing for, for four months. They said. Oh, they've been playing for four months. Yeah, four months, dude. Someone who's been playing for four months does not know how to make one hundred and forty million gil. Yeah, that's why they uh, bought it. Well, yeah, immediately I will call that out every day of the week. Well, they also say they have no time to play because they have a career. They don't like, say what that would, career is. It would take me a long time to make 140 million gil, and that's even with some questionable things that I might do, you know? Like uh, like the fucking take advantage of, of idiots murking and stuff like that. Like, it's still, it still would take a long time to make 140 mil. So who's going to casually drop 140 mil off someone just going, yeah, yeah, it should be fine. Should should be a good weapon. Like, that's absolutely absurd. You know what's not fine? Black lager with sushi. They are a terrible combination, of course. Delicate item with a not delicate beer. Hey, well, I luck out, and usually I have an IPA with sushi, and IPA and sushi actually goes really well together. I don't know. That's, IPA can be very jarring in the hoppiness and bitterness of it with sushi. I don't know about that. Maybe the soy sauce suppresses the, the taste buds in a certain there's way. A, there's a lot of sushi that has like sweet sauces. Oh. So it's it's kind of complimentary a lot of the time. So super American sushi. I'm just having like the actual no sauce sushi. Oh, okay. That's what I go for. Yeah, I will sometimes. It just depends. It's usually cheaper. Like, anyway. I, I like the I like anything with the spicy mayonnaise on it. Like I make that spicy mayonnaise at home. It's so good. I slap that shit on everything. <laughs> I put that shit on everything. That's right. So to finish up the how am I doing, you know, first hour yeah. of this that was not, you know. I think it's good. I'm having fun, of course, as I always do with you. But to wrap it up, to get into the Apex, which is the episode fucking title, my right. last thing of how am I doing is I'm building up a relationship with the local pizza guy at this point. Um, is it serious? <laughs> it could be. I don't know. 
What was his relationship? Uh, so I, the pizza was ordered for quarter after when I was going to pick it up, and I walk in, and it just got put in the oven. So it's like, okay, I guess I'm going to sit and wait for the pizza. But it's just like at this point, it's like I've been there so many times because we've been ordering so many pizzas because they're covered by our work for reimbursement. That it's just like, I guess we're getting pizza again two nights later and three nights later from that. I guess we're getting pizza again. You know, so that kind of... We're getting different pizzas, but it's like... I'm going to have to stop getting these pizzas at this point because it's too much pizza. But Yeah, I, I, can, be, I can feel that. It becomes the whole, uh, you know, what's your favorite pizza? Da, da, da. So I'm sitting down waiting and this guy works here with his, his Italian mother. She's like the old Italian grandmother. And so, like, the old guy walks in the local shop, and the, the guy goes, Hey, Paisan! What's up? You know, that kind of, oh. the whole, you know, it's, it's an Italian family in New Jersey. So, it's that kind of thing. So it sounds very Italian. The sun is setting now, and I'm sitting, I take a window seat, because I take a window seat to the corner if possible, so that I don't have anything behind me. I can focus on the room. I like to be aware of things going on if I need to respond at any moment to anything. I like to be aware. I don't like to let my guard down when I'm out, because I don't trust people. And so I'm sitting by the window, because I like to sit by the window. And I've memorized every license plate on the street. Not like that, but people are fucking weird sometimes. And you have to be yeah, able to, you don't want to be in a vulnerable position when you're out, because nothing happens most of the time. And then sometimes something happens, you're like, well, I don't want to be caught. So, you know, I'm not paranoid, but I like to pay attention to what's going on. Because things happen. When you've been to places and things happen, sometimes you just start paying attention and are aware of what's going on because sometimes someone goes fucking nuts and things happen and when you're out in public yep. it happens I was at a Perkins once and the guy took all his clothes off and started fucking having a thing so you pay attention so when you see things are going out of control you're aware and doesn't blindside you with a dick in your face nonetheless yeah. nonetheless it's a story I told it once it's, I think that is yeah yeah so I'm sitting there and the you know the sun setting so the, like she comes to close the blinds the the Italian grandmother comes to close the blinds and like she grabs the strings and like the fixture like flies off <laughs> like right in front of me like i'm in the place that's supposed to be safe is why i prefaced it like that and like the fucking blind fixture starts falling down at me wow it, yeah <laughs> i'm waiting for my pizza that's supposed to be done already and then this she comes over to do this with her, her you know her apron and all this nonsense you would picture an italian grandma from the country wearing and it comes down and she goes, and she starts going, ah, that piece of shit, Fangul. And I'm just like. She, wait, wait, wait. She threw did, the, they have to, she, did they have to call Carrot and have her come down and get you out of the blinds? No, no. But but it was great because this Italian grandma yells, ah, Fangul and stuff. And I'm like, I am I am in the right pizza parlor. This is this is the place. <laughs> All right. So that was my, that's the wrap up to how am I doing, The you know. And I go to pick it up. She goes, ah, don't worry about it. Get that shit later. Everything's broken, you know, the Fagazzi. And I'm like, yeah, it is. It's pretty fagazzi. You know, I don't understand what any of those words mean, but uh, I actually really like the pizzas that are extremely basic. Like, I don't like a bunch of shit on my pizza. Like, maybe some spinach. I like some, uh, like, eggplant on my pizza. Oh, no, fuck your eggplant. You make plant mozzarella and just, like, no cheese. You know, like, not cheese, oh. but the tomato sauce. Like, a normal pizza with, like, eggplant, mozzarella, and, like, Parmesan. Eggplant's like a devil vegetable. Eggplant is good. Like we're, I'm not talking like raw eggplant. I'm talking, you know, the baked eggplant. Like, sl- like, like slices the long way down the eggplant of like eggplant on pizza. It's good. I've never liked it, dude. Uh, but no. Fun. When I was a when I was a small lad, I used to have to eat uh, eggplant parmesan a lot, 
and I absolutely hated it. Eggplant parm's a big thing here. Chicken parm it, is like our second. It ruined state it for me for forever because I just can't stand it. So now I can't eat like anything eggplant. <laughs> not even eggplant rollatini. Probably not. Oh, that sucks. But no, yeah. uh, when you yell like a paisan to someone, it's like like you yell it to like a fellow Italian kind of thing. It's like a a you know like other Italian guy. You go a paisan, you know, like like, like instead mm. of like dude, it's like dude but italian dude but not like oh. real italian it's like jersey american italian uh fake ass italians we yell a fangul it's like ah fuck it you know uh, nice and fagazzi would be like uh shit's broken like uh shit like you know it's like fakaka it's like fagazzi it's just it's fucking broken oh, okay so those are what those words mean the, the more you know nonetheless apex mobs so this update <laughs> this update was awesome oh hold on i loved it it was awesome. We did get an email, though. Oh, yeah. We should address that since yeah, we were already yeah. kind of talking about Sorry, it. Sorry, guys. One day we'll talk about Apex Mobs. I'm sure someone's here going, like, this is the worst fucking guide. <laughs> this, this episode is a guide of something. We don't, we don't know what it, it is yet, but it is a guide. So I guess you'll read this email because you have the silky baritone voice that doesn't have a horrible accent. I do like that. Uh, sure. I. Oh, wait. No, I remember the email is. It's in the I don't know why, but I, I always... I know. I always go to, to our chat for stuff and it's never there okay i have to clear my throat <laughs> so hiya <laughs> carrot posted the the stuff in the the cat food box the the sushi in it and hiya oh, yeah. goes how do the cats use the chopsticks that's excellent <laughs> that's so excellent now she needs to take a picture of your cats using chopsticks uh, I, don't, I don't know that's in the pets 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 channel oh boy <clears throat> all right Hey, Spicy and Fox. As my group moves on from our more normal clears into three times NM Farms and Odyssey, I find myself on various DD jobs and not just my normal healing role. I find myself wondering about hybrid sets and how I should effectively apply them in harder slash more dangerous content. Naturally, I am attempting to maximize my minus damage taken while also maximizing DPS stats, but I find myself able to do this in a few different ways with some minor caveats. Is it just me or did that not flow correctly? I don't know. I don't know what that, state that of mind table in when he wrote this email. Okay, I, I think I understand what he was trying to get at, that, that he's been trying to do it, but he's actually succeeded in some way, I guess. So I, I guess we haven't tips. really hit a question yet. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that's obviously the tone of the message. But... You're going to give okay, us 140 well, mils on. worth. Yeah, exactly. It's going to pay for every piece of gear. It's going to come directly from me in an email. Curious if I could get some assistance on the proper thought process that may go into when to wear what level of DT gear. I will lay out my situation on my most gear DD currently dancer. So I can easily equip, equip nearly full malignance, defending ring, lower kits, and hit negative 50 PDT naturally with Ambucade, and negative MDT with a Shell 5 of negative 40 ish percent DT overall. It's good. It's a lot. Uh, this leaves me. Yeah, it's a pretty hefty amount. This leaves me without a lot of multi-attack, mainly due to not having the greatest accessories at this point. Uh, my other option is also hitting essentially the same negative PDT slash MDT after Shell Revive with a good bit more multi-attacking gear, utilizing other pieces with negative PDT on top of other, DT, other DD stats. So it looks like he goes with more physical damage taken, because I, that was a lot of uh, acronyms. So I just kind of want... Needs a little more separation. Uh, that, it's kind of hard to listen to. Yeah, table, yeah. take notes, because... 
Well, I, d- I just want to clarify this sentence because, like, even saying that, I found myself losing track of it. Uh, however, this leaves me with a substantially lower amount of uh, negative MIBA, which I assume is positive MIBA. It's supposed to be overall and DT uh, for breath damage, I guess. Uh, I probably should not stand in front of the mob either way. Well, you're on dancer. You. Might I, I believe that was a reference to the Honor W guy. Honor. Oh. Honor Woo Woo that standing in front of Procne. <laughs> that yeah, Honor Woo that was standing in front of Procne for overwhelm when you should not do that. Awesome. Uh, the second set has slightly less store TP, but a lot more triple attack. Uh, but overall has older gear and thus less negative. Uh, why is, less why is it older? That's well, okay. So I think older gear would be like your some relic pieces. And um, maybe some ambuscade. Oh, okay, gear so like horror shit for dancer. See, I told you we we're gonna need the dancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where where it's like real mid mid line, probably lower end magic evasion. Yeah, like when best, when terrible. the relic stuff came out at the time it came out back in five years ago. Oh man, it's been a yeah. while. It, it got DT and other good stats, so the stats are still in line with other stats, but uh, the magic evasion on those pieces is lower. Because that was before they started releasing Sakpata, Malignants, even Gladys, uh, that kind of stuff with higher magic evasion than the pieces ordinarily would have had. So those pieces were neglected at that point in time five years ago. Yeah, like Inyanga would have been the only set that has like crazy ass magic evasion on it at that point. Um, even the SG3s it, it had more magic evasion than those uh, relic pieces. That's true. A lot of them did, unless it was you know the terrible arc set. That, that's yeah. Story. That that set was probably. One of the worst travesties of a set made in a long time in this game. It's straight bad. Worst set of the week, Ark or Arca, whatever it is. Yeah. So just curious for your thought process on when to use a squishier hybrid set versus an all-out hybrid set uh, with Daddy's Love Table. Okay. How um, about don't use the squishy set when you're a rune fencer and didn't put your tanking set back on on a halo pole and engage like it's a normal pole, like a fetter, uh, fodder mobs, and die because you're in no DT on rune fencer DD. Don't do that and she'll see. That's a bad thing. Yeah, that is a bad thing. That yeah. may be what's happened to me more than once because, you know. Oops. It oh, works man. really well till it doesn't. You know, I really need to start doing some shoal runs as a rune fencer just to get something different. But anyway, you like know, as far it's, as... It's working really well. Not to cut you off, I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. To give my... We'll get back to email in a second. To give my perspective on it. So I've done it where I evade. Fully evasion. It's it's easy. Any Any new rune that doesn't have like Nayame and shit would do well with if they don't have Epio and stuff you will do well to have your Bard Pinisimo two Mambos on you because then you can evade outside of casting if they sleep mobs you're fine then you can just cast take the hits because you had to be using SIR anyway which is the same for Epio or non-Epio rune it just kind of sucks uh that's great for new runes otherwise I like using at least one mini usually two especially as we go higher up and then just all her DD songs on Rune, and you can just sit there and tank like a normal Paladin would and not DD, and you just hold everything the best you can, which doesn't really matter, because I, I was doing that for a bit, and I stopped doing that because people weren't dying if they did have hate for a moment, because the mobs die pretty quickly, and we have Embrava slash Regen 5, and the Scholar can cast gear. So what I do now is I use on normal fodder mobs, I might like run in and gather them, and maybe I'll cast a Sheep Song, but if everything's spread out, I'll just start engaging with everyone else because the mobs are dying. And I'll just wear full DD gear, like Adamar and shit, on Runefencer with Epio. And then when AM comes on, I use a Shara's Harness and like some DT feet, and everything else is just purely DD gear. And I'll just spam Dimediation with uh, 
you know, R8 now, uh, Epio to, you know, <laughs> hopefully two shot or get stuff down or finish something off that someone savage bladed. And I do that to speed the run up dramatically because I might as well do 10% of the parse if I can by doing that instead of just standing there when it's not needed. And it just, we're getting 12K on run sometimes, uh, 11, nice. 11K, 10.5 at the least. Usually they've got 11K plus, 11.5 on a decent or good run with me doing that on rune. So just my perspective on taking rune to shoal safe for anyone to, you know. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. And that's kind of what I've been considering. Because, like, the, the Paladin's nice, but with the Scholar there, you, you don't really need a ton of healing because, like, the Scholar's got that shit covered. And you do so fair I, damage. I'm doing over 20k on, like, on the Behemoth Floor 4, I did, like, a 23k Demediation. So, I mean, that's that's with Soul Voice songs, of course, because we do Soul Voice by that point. But that's that's for a tank. That's good because I, I've been going on blue, and it's just the same. It's great, but until you get to the Fetter you know, having to pull or slow down in the fetter to pull from the periphery really kind of sucks. And that's the biggest moment of failure in the run, I think. So just going rune to control the fetters. Because you can still throw Bathata on. Because with AM3 on, I have a good amount of DT. My cape, a Sheriff's harness. So I'm like close to 50% already just with my sword, my cape, and my body before my other pieces of gear. So you can just throw Bathata on with the like Adamar and shit at that point. Just go to town spamming. Because with AM3 on, on rune... With Sam's roll, you get a thousand percent really quick. I believe it. Like two attack rounds when it procs. Yeah, I think if we uh, actually did a full DD method, like going rune would probably make a bit more sense. But because we still use a blue mage, um, it just doesn't seem to work the same way. Because like the paladin's a lot more self sufficient on being able to make the mass poles for the blue. Yeah, and uh, like like in we're getting like when we touch the thing at the end, we get like right around twenty one hundred segments. And like we get like 1.1, 1.2 million gil. So like we, we get quite a bit. Like we clear out quite a bit doing it that way still. Blue's great but, um, in there for I the same reason the a warrior would be, because you have everything a yeah. warrior does plus the extra TP bonus. So you're putting out warrior numbers with Nagling slash the brawn doing what a warrior does. I mean, you don't have the war cry and the and stuff like that. But really honestly, for what you're doing, plus being able to heal and stuff, you're you're in the same slot, so it wouldn't really change anything if you just had your blue switch over at that point, assuming they have those things. Yeah, yeah. Like, basically, we would be one roaming party instead of two, because our blue and our paladin is a team, and then the other four of us is a team. And then we just move as we all unit. go out and kill mobs separately. Yeah, we, we, do, we just do them separately. Um, and then that way, they're constantly dooming stuff while we work as the actual hit squad. I, I, um, I noticed, I'm usually the bard on our runs. I noticed, too, I just, just thinking about it now, it's not something I've really noticed until just in this moment I've noticed that it's how it works recently. I've noticed, too, that although we move as a group into families, and we do have overlap more towards the end, people have been naturally spreading out more and not overlapping in the same mob, which speeds uh, kill time up through the whole run dramatically. That is nice. A lot of pug people will get on the same mob, and they're not paying attention. They just engage whatever's in front of them. But even as the rune, I, I will tab away and get something else next when I see someone's near me. And like I, as a group doing that actually, uh, I actually, I actually pull quite a bit as bard. Like I'll, I'll, uh, I'll pull and round things up as bard, uh, and then I'll start engaging later. Karen's like ahead of me most slower. of the time. She'll just run um, in his bard and aggro everything and sleep it and run the something and start fighting. And she, yeah. she does it before I can even run into rune fencer. Yep, that's that's what I usually do too. Just immediately start sleeping shit so people can just walk up to it. And what's really important if you do that, um, for, for people who play bard and like want to get be more proactive about it, um, that isn't really noticed a lot of the time, is that when you do sleep stuff, pay attention to what mobs your DDs are running up to and try to be somewhat near them so that the mob, when when they hit it and wake it up and it runs to you, doesn't run like too far out of their range because yes, they'll, they could potentially lose TP. 
So like there's a, there's a little bit more to it than just like sleeping a bunch of shit and then engaging something as a bard. You actually have to be mindful of like where your DDs are attacking. When you're like the that. bard too, if you have everything crypted around you when you sleep it, they're there. They're not running around. So if the bard doesn't run away, everything's still there. Yep. Also, yep, that, you gotta hang out. That works really well too because uh, we've been having we've been getting up to the third floor consistently with anywhere from about if we're doing well or uh, 16 minutes up to upwards of more than 18 minutes left on the third floor. So that means if you have 18 minutes or 17 minutes left, you have enough time to pull out of the downstairs or the upstairs. So I will pull a group as Rune Fencer, and the Bard will sleep it, and then I will immediately leave to go get something, as long as it's not a Halo, on the uh, downstairs or upstairs when we're doing it, so that I can bring it back to the group by the time they finish that whole pull, and that also speeds things up. Right now, we clear everything that isn't Amortats, and the bottom, whatever's on the bottom floor of floor one, we don't even bother going down there. Yeah, we don't do that either. We skip. Um, but on floor three, we actually go upstairs and downstairs now. Like we, we we clear the whole floor three. There's no reason not to. We don't have that time for whatever reason. Maybe because I'm on rune. I don't know. But we don't have that time to clear up and down, even without 18 minutes left, because we'll kill all the circles, all the NMs, that kind that's, of stuff. But that's what helps about having the blue mage sometimes. In that they can hold the mobs. And the paladin, the blue mage can go handle that stuff. Yeah, and then while that's happening. Um, we'll actually go handle like the halo. Um, we'll go handle the the spawned NM and stuff, and, you know, and, and obviously the mobs you can't doom because you can you can easily four man those mobs and they just explode because like Correct. you have your warrior there. Your warrior is doing most of the heavy lifting or, or dragoon or whatever heavy DD you're using. Yeah, honestly, and, yeah, you doing it with the blue mage. Uh, you could do it with the rune fencer too. Got him up still. All you need to do is wear a defensive yeah. set on rune. You'll take no damage like your paladin does because rune just needs the extra defense from like uh, refined grip, loricate torque, augmented stuff like that. Which, who doesn't have Loricate Torque Max at this point? Fucking shall see. It's just everyone <laughs> yeah. has it. But those items, adding a mini on top of that with a boost, and I've been using Rabbit mm -hmm. Pie because it's attack 100 and defense 100, and that kind of stuff. You take no damage on, on Rune Fencer as well, just like Paladin, until you switch to cast. But if you have regen from a Scholar, you don't really have a problem still. So you can still do that yeah. on Rune Fencer and do the same for them. You just won't be able to handle, like, Ghost Spell with uh, no Banishka. Yeah, and if... We had a different person on Peld, and we probably could do the ghosts more easily. But a lot of times when people won't take blue mages because they don't know how to make it as optimal. Because your group is killing more mobs than my group's killing. We got like almost 1.3 mil today. I don't know what you usually get. Oh, like 1.1, like 1.2. Yeah, we usually do 1.2, but almost 3 today was a lot. But how are we not, how are we getting more gil than you, but we're not clearing that downstairs on the third floor that you are? I don't know. That's a great question. Uh, oh, we also skip stuff like soul flares. So like Amortax, soul, soul flares. flares. Um, soul flares die really easily. We just avoid anything that with the dispel. Uh, we kill the hawks though, because the hawks are easy. Yeah, but yeah, we, we skip the stuff like that. Scholar with and, and then if it's not on floor one or two, um, sometimes we'll skip the boots because of the paladin we use. And then um, the mage skellies too will occasionally skip. We use a uh, bar era too and fight the wyverns. We don't. We just don't. we we doom the wyverns. Uh, okay, so yeah, yeah, they die. Sometimes we do get it right into the spell, but usually it's not a big problem. I was yeah, avoiding yeah. soul flares, and the group made me. And uh, we've we've completely lost the email at this point. We'll answer it in a second, but you know, I've never seen the soul flares do an, do a purgation or whatever the mind purge. I've never seen them actually. I, use I, I've spell. seen it. I think so. It does. They do do it. They do do it, Fox. They do do it. Well, we've killed them a couple times on accident because people aggro them. And uh, we do 
didn't suffer any dispels, but like that's always in the back of my mind. Like, oh fuck, is this the time when I'm after resing for everybody now? You know, having a blue mage, you would think that they'd be able to stun and kill the Amarots or Amarots, whatever they are. Uh, usually when I'm on blue mage, I'll go solo the Amarots while other people do stuff. Wow, you got my heart. Like, Fox. so let let's say the yeah, so let's say like the doom gets taken care of. Like, I haven't been on blue mage in quite a while, but like, let's say I'll take care of the doom, and then like the paladin will probably run back to the group and try to help them do shit like usually what i'll do is i'll just start pulling like a family that like one at a time or so that nobody wants to deal with like flans or uh or the uh the amortots or even soul flares i've done before and just stun them weapons go up and skill stun weapons go up and skill and then that's basically all you need to do so you know how you were talking about your group and everything and how it's going and the way it's making you feel if you did a pug group for shul c versus how your group does stuff i think you would have a renewed perspective of how much you should appreciate how well operated your group runs just by playing with oh yeah oh yeah when we do shoal c like i i completely enjoy everything that we do oh yeah it just seems like it falls apart when we have people on like niche roles and you know sometimes people don't like the job they're on yeah sometimes people are tired of the job they're they're coming as and all that shit so that's the sort of shit i don't like just just go as whatever like i'll go as the shit job nobody wants to go as it doesn't bug me but apparently I can't be all the jobs that nobody wants to go as, unfortunately. It's just not Imagine possible. a world where contextually Imagine in the moment, all you have to do world. is worry about how long Seforzo is. Imagine a world. Uh, so Okay, we should probably get back to the Yeah, I was going to say the email, uh, yeah. Yeah, now that we talked about Odyssey yet again, and she'll see. So as a dancer who does a lot of tanky dancer things, um, I just naturally have a lot of DT even in my greedy set. So like I was reviewing it pre-show and even in my, my greedy TP set, I use like 26% DT. Was that um, just back or without back? That's with back. Okay. So 16 and I'm back here. Um, yeah, 16. And then you get the shell five and that's generally good in the greedy set. But the thing about the greedy sets is that unless I'm on ninja, I actually don't use greedy sets anymore on any job that does damage. Um, I, I almost always wear some, sort of like hybrid DD or DT set. <laughs> yes, you are. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I I typically will almost always be in a hybrid set of some kind. Um, and a hybrid set, like we've talked about on, on one specific podcast, not a, like a long time ago, um, you don't want to sit there in like 50% DT, like completely turtled up thinking that like... The if you don't have hate, then you don't want to do that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that that's that's the kind of advice they're looking for, right? Is is when do I use these sets? Well, if you don't have hate or you're not in the process where you're potentially soloing a mob or taking AoE so, damage, like I don't or know, taking AoE damage or something, I don't know. Yeah, um, you want to wear like as little DT as possible, where you know you're going to survive incidental hits, as long as there's a plan to recover you from those incidental hits. And what I mean by that is like if you're on dancer you obviously aren't using saber dance in this situation because the plan that you want to make sure is instilled so that you take the incidental hits and survive is you're going to want to cure yourself. So this doesn't mean, you know, be in fan dance because you don't necessarily need to be in fan dance. Sometimes you can just use haste samba with neither stance. And that's actually the best place that you can be in. And the way this relates to your sets is, is when you know what kind of curing can, can save your life. If you happen to pull hate, all you need to do is be able to survive the hit so you can take care of yourself because that takes the strain off the rest of the party helping you. And so like when it comes to dancer, you can actually get away with less DT as long as you survive. Um, now in my turtle sets though, or like my sets where I'm tanking, 
or even my hybrid set. Uh, my hybrid set, I actually have like 47% DT, but that's not really at a detriment to anything because like I have all the accessories you want and stuff. That's like probably that. like Bloody's so. I guess body. if that's your yes, that's 18% right there with cape. Yeah, so so um, I guess I'll, I'll talk about some some swaps actively uh, since that may help. So a lot of dancers in the greedy sets will use semnuitites because it has store TP and like two forms of multi attack at a pretty decent rate, and that that's a pretty solid piece to have. So um, when I transition to like my hybrid set, I'll use Malignant's tights instead. Malignant's tights are actually solid for the slot they're in. They're one of my first pieces to change oh, yeah. to. Like a uh, hat and pants are my first two generally to go to. Some depending on maybe on Blue Mage hands, but mm-hmm. in general for most jobs like Thief or something, the first piece I put on is hat and and pants. Usually, it's like those two are competing. Like the pants are a pretty good amount for the slot they're in versus your other options. Yeah. Yeah, so like you, you still retain a solid amount of store TP on that piece, but you're trading the multi-attack for DT, which is just something that happens sometimes. But you you wanna you wanna lessen the amount of multi-attack that, that you're giving up for that. Um, in both my greedy set and my not greedy set, I actually don't use Adamar Bonnet. I use Malignant Chapeau, even though I have Adamar Bonnet, um, just because it just tends to work better. Honestly, like I I've, I've used Adamar Bonnet really before good swap and versus Bonnet. Because the bonnet has like yeah. no accuracy unless you carry an extra bonnet, which I don't want to carry an extra bonnet. It has, you know, the, the bonnet is pure. It's a great offensive piece. And in the, in the spreadsheets, people focus on that piece giving a disproportionate <laughs> amount. But it's really the best piece to swap out of first, in my opinion, because you get a yes. massive accuracy boost. So if you're tiering your sets, you need to change the other pieces of gear. And that slot gives you the most accuracy boost. I change into that set on Thief and stuff first because the head... Like Adamar mm-hmm. Bonnet's great, but changing from that head in like a mid set is the best slot. And it's also a massive magic evasion boost too. Oh yeah. Adamar you get fucking your shit kicked then. Yeah, you get like sixty, almost seventy more magic evasion just making that head swap. So that's that one's pretty crazy. And then like in my greedy set, I'll use Horus Body, because Horus Body is really good. It's a DT piece on its own while also being a DD piece. But in my hybrid set, I use the Galetti's body at rank twenty-five. And um, it's awesome because it's Galetti's body. Like that thing is ridiculous. But I do still, there is still a place for Horos, but I just find myself wearing this, this hybrid set more often because like, if you look at it, I still have a lot of store TP. I've got a lot of survivability. So incidental hits won't kill me. And I still have a lot of multi attack too. So like, if, if you don't think you're where you need to be for like your accessories, because I think you mentioned that in here, um, I would look into trying to get a hold of like the gear ring um, as well as opponent's ring, because those are two go-to rings for dancer, and that'll probably help you out quite a bit in the uh, the multi-attack department if you're deficient in that. For a hybrid set, though, generally I try not to go. Right. I mean, depending on what my swaps are, it depends on the job and the armor pieces you have. So for a job like Pup, which has tons of DT in all of its best pieces, whether it's Malignants or Impaka, yeah, you don't really, it really does. You want to focus on keeping your accessories. For a job like Thief that has good armor without it, like uh, AF body is really nice. You don't want to get that up. My DT set that's like not full. I'm fighting something that's gonna, you know, nuke me and destroy me. I will use like Malignant Chapeau AF plus uh, three body and stuff like that on Thief because that body is really good. So depending on the slots you have on those jobs and what you get from them will determine not, like because one hybrid set fits all. Like, for a job like Pup that lacks diversity in gear, and it's lucky it has Mpaka and Malignance, otherwise it would have absolute dog shit. Like, those jobs don't have too much yeah. to worry about. Blue, too, it doesn't have much to worry about. It only gets Gladys and Malignance. But also Dancer does, too, because Gladys' body 
once you get it augmented up, I have mine capped now. It's the only piece of clothes I have capped. The dagger is like 24. Um, <laughs> but that is, and that in the hands as well, when you augment the hands up high, like those pieces compete. Otherwise, certain jobs like blue don't have anything but full malignants to wear. I actually wear the Adamar hands um, in both the sets. Yeah, they're really good to to. They're, they're just for. a solid piece for TB. Because yeah. if you can cap, like they, they have a lot of accuracy and stuff too, depending on if you, I carry the bees. Um, so depending on what you use, B is accuracy, by the way, for anyone who's yeah. not remembering the top of their head. Because I know I say that and I know what that means, but I know B's attack, A is accuracy. A is accuracy. Yeah, so I carry the A's and I carry the B's. I carry both of those sets for hands. Fuck that for the head, though. Um, <laughs> but that's a great piece. It's like it's like a ridiculous amount of accuracy and multi-attack and start TP in one slot. So that for a hand slot especially, like if you can keep those Adamar hands on pretty much any job that uses them and makes good effect in them, which is anyone coming to the top of my head right now, and you can wear a head or legs or even feet, because feet are generally low impact, and then keep your better accessories. Like if you can keep, like on Dragoon, you don't want to get up an Nkwadu ring. You don't want to give up those other things like Sharita Earring. You want to keep those items because changing from gear that has ridiculous stats like, yeah, some new pants are great, but they, you know, they have no defense. The accuracy is rather low on them, actually, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, honestly, changing to Mal uh, Malignant's pants in this case, because honestly, I keep saying honestly, but honestly, honestly, we're, we're so honest right now. I'm fucking I'm, I'm you know, not committing perjury in, in any sense. So here, here's the thing. Like, Dancer say, has a shit ton of native accuracy anyway. Though. Yeah, it does. But other jobs necessarily don't. So STP versus multi-attack is a ratio. The more you have of one, vice versa. So everyone always over overemphasizes in this case for this deal when it comes to AM3 and Malignance, which I've mentioned before, and they go, oh, man, without AM3 and Malignance on Thief from Vajra, like, I uh, lose a lot uh, of potential DP. It's like, yes, one weapon takes advantage of wearing STP without other multi-attack better because you have nothing but STP on the multi-attack in this case. But the more you have of the other one is the more valuable at a certain point to swap into, depending on the piece. It's not black and white. So I was telling Fox pre-show, you usually have Samurai's role. You usually do not have Fighter's role. Unless you're some crazy group of Ukon warriors and Shul C and want fighters roll <laughs> instead of chaos roll. Because you're running AM3 through the fucking roof there. So that's usually the case. So usually, a lot of usuallys now, when you're doing that, you want to keep other good multi-pieces. Like gear ring is really good to keep. I would keep gear ring if possible in any DT set if if you can, if you're still trying to do offense. because Yeah, I usually good. sub out the opponent's ring for like a defending ring if, if i'm gonna make that sacrifice because like the between the two the armor will give you the accuracy swapping to malignance from like adam or bonnet will give you the accuracy boost that you probably are lacking unless you really need extra buffs for some reason or food change so keeping that ring which is more multi-attack is like five percent triple attack or something ridiculous uh it has no accuracy of course and stuff but keeping that five percent triple attack was more than the piece of gear that you had so now you've lost i mean for some newitites in this case, not not obviously because three percent triple three double, but it's really about an equal amount of without mathing it out five triple to three triple and three double is like really close to the same amount of hits. So you've taken a better piece of accuracy and gained store TP without having to give up your ring in this case for like just throwing defending ring on, and you have a better offensive set because yeah you may have lost some Nua, but the gear ring pairing and not losing that for defending ring with um. Some newer, not some newer, with malignant tights oh, yeah. 
is a better overall DPS combo while still being just as hardy. So that's the kind of... And, you, and another thing, too, is you're swapping in very high DT values um, for, for these slots that, that previously had none. So you need to make less overall swaps in order to meet the new DT threshold that you feel comfortable with, too. Yeah, because so like, for like change from, there's no DT. Uh, so I was about to talk about that, actually. But um, for the... Uh, <laughs> for the for the legs though, switching from Samnua to Malignant's Tights is a massive DT gain because you're going from zero to, to like to nine with magic evasion, you know. An earring so is there's... like two or three, because Odnoa is three DT and yeah. you know, some MDT on top of that. But that's there's just that's like rounding a set out. There's no you want to keep those accessories in the ears if possible. Yeah. Um on uh, on Dancer specifically though, when I'm in a DT set, uh um, I will usually pair Sherida and Odnoa plus one. Like if I'm if I'm in a situation where I think I'm going to end up tanking or something, uh, because having the, uh, the the five the, the plus five the, the three generic DT and then the two magic based stat plus hundred HP is actually pretty valuable for a dancer that's about to take some hits. So as long as you're uh, um, as long as you're staying in sets that have generally higher HP, um, and a lot of times a dancer can actually get away with using something like an unmoving collar on the next slot. And, and other things like when you go to waltz. So if this is your if this is your engage set and you have higher HP in it, a lot of times your waltz set can also have higher HP in it. So you'll actually cure up to the new total. So you won't actually be wasting that uh, uh, that extra HP that you're getting the MP conversion from, and that can help keep you alive too. Uh, so a Noah earring is actually one of the first things for dancers specifically that I go to because it actually helps you um, maintain a higher HP pool, which that job desperately needs in order to do some janky stuff that you can do with it. So pulling up my thief sets, because when you were mentioning Odin Noah, I was considering what can I get? You know, and I know my hybrid set on Thief, I do mm -hmm. not use Odin Noah, but I was thinking I probably use Odin Noah because I need to round my set out on Thief. I use Odin Noah with Sherida Eric on my full DT set because Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, because I need that extra three percent there to round out what's going on. It's, it's accuracy. It's not bad to have on there. It's, but you probably don't need it. It's not really the focus of why you're using that. Though. Yeah, but I mean, the other item I've lost at this point is just uh, some store TP, but by changing to Malignance, I've been picking up store TP anyway, so it's not like it's as big of a loss for switching from a lot of multi-tack and some store TP with the Dishoneering in this case to giving up the Dishoneering with extra store TP for, you know, that. It's the, the impact of that slot is lessened. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. we're never, at that point, when you're worrying about the impact to, to that extent, though, as I just mentioned, you're kind of splitting hairs at that point, though, anyway, so. But outside of ear, too, like, when I look at a DT set for Dancer, like, I keep all of my accessories are offensive um, at this point, and it's really just that odd Noah earring that I put in for any kind of DT, and it's really mostly to round out the magic side of it, because I like to make sure that I hit about 26% DT in case someone needs to, like, reshell me if it gets dispelled. And I don't have, I can't put like the ring on real quick to get that for the shell because I've got other shit going on. Like not everything works in a perfect pre-buff world where, you know, you can get the shell that you want with like the sheltered ring or the, or the earring that they gives you the bonus. So I like to make sure that I hit certain values on it um, in situations where I know I'm going to be taking like sustained damage over time. It's just something to look at. But based on those situations though, I wouldn't necessarily use this set in shoal C unless I'm soloing mobs that might suck so like these are like scorpions or scorpions if i'm fighting uh uh the the slappy birds the uh the apkalu slappy birds. um stuff stuff with like nasty aoes and stuff i would actually wear the the hybrid set four because i know that if i'm not taking incidental damage or if i'm not taking direct damage from what i'm fighting i might take incidental damage from that stuff around me 
that's cool. But like if I'm fighting worms or something, that 26 DT in my uh, in my greedy set is just fine most of the time because they're usually a pretty weak mob that isn't going to do much nasty AOE. So I guess just become more familiar with the mobs and get more accessory options for your uh, for those slots because those are the slots that you can generally retain and not get as big of a, a DT boost out of swap stuff out and it also changes too if you're not capping uh haste you just like have haste two only on a job like thief or dancer you're gonna have to also work in generally like an ear slot or something some supernomimi or something to keep that up so you would have to also be able to change up your set again depending on what's going on and hopefully keep a super in there and not get rid of sharita earring yeah but yeah it's it's a lot of working and building and even if you don't have the most possible optimal set if you're thinking about it and looking at the overall I don't know if you wanted to sit there and record all your stats at the end and then compare them to another set, but that's also, you know, it'd be nice if the game added them up and let us know. That'd be really nice because then you can compare sets more, you know, aptly. Yeah. Because really I that's mean, what we're comparing. And and at the end of the day, like, you want to be ready for a lot of situations, but you don't need to be completely insane. Like you. And I'm completely insane. Yes, I, I have over, <laughs> I think I have about 70 TP sets for Dancer. Did you in say my Lua. 70? Yes, I have 70 TP sets for Dancer. I'm not even kidding you. Okay. Uh, so. And that's because there's a lot of different situations that you may want it for. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm very prepared when I go as a dancer to something. So what you're saying is you sit with your back to the wall or the corner so you can face out to the room because you're prepared, Fox, is what you just told me in the game. <laughs> yeah, and then someone has to get called to pull me out of the blinds when they fall on me. They're fucking, I'm sitting there and the blinds fall exactly. right on the table. Not like the whole blind fixture, <laughs> but the, the thing above it where you pull the string and the top popped off. The blinds are still in the window, but... Of course, I'm also talking about like all the different dual wield tiers too, so like 70 is extreme as a number, but you gotta think you have like intervals of like 5 DT, or 5 dual wield, I mean. So, you know, take that for what it is. Not everyone's gonna have that and not everyone needs it, so don't worry about that too much. But just make sure you have the sets that, that you need going into it. Like if you if you evaluate that you're going to be tanking and it's a lot of physical damage, maybe you want to look into the term set, right? Because anything that you parry is just like taking zero. So, you know, there is some value to that. When it comes to um, fighting these tier threes as well, it's different than fighting like an NM in Shoal C where you focus on damage. Like magic evasion becomes more important in your sets where like oh, yeah. wearing malignance over gluttis in some case or something might make more sense if you're a dragoon you don't have fuck anything besides 26 magic evasion hands but <laughs> otherwise but <laughs> the, the aim of your set will change too there's not one i mean you can run with one dt set that's fine generally but there's not one size fits all for this too so when table asked this question it obviously opens up a can of worms of what is the focus of the set too so yeah yeah and like eventually you might want to build like an evasion set or, you know, a, an incartata focus set or like tank specific sets that have enmity plus in them along with plus HP. I have because you know you're gonna be thief. Because you know you're gonna be tanking on dancer. Yeah, an incartata cape, exactly. But thief gets terms, so it's it's uniquely suited to make it incartata cape. Oh, so does dancer. Yeah, I know. The dancer especially is one of those jobs too, having terms change things up because if you can use terms in your DT set with magic evasion stuff on a mob that matters, like maybe Zevioso, even though you're not, you can still parry his stuff. It will stop the so move or something, but here's where I actually evasion. have, I actually have a pretty unpopular opinion about dancer that I had mentioned pre-show as well. And that's 
the dancer relic feet are very good. I'll start by saying that. And closed position along with them at 505 is very good. But I've found that there's a lot of situations where you can't even apply that bonus anymore. Like Procne? Yeah, like Procne or even in Shulsi sometimes. Like you might not even be the thing that the mob is just like facing, at, you know? And yeah. And, and well, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to get the spell from the front. You got to put him in the side. Yeah, so you fight him in the back. Yeah. Uh, so and guy i mean just i mean fighting a guy on dancer but just any of those like those general mobs that you come across anymore you're really not in the front a lot of times which is also probably a samurai issue too so as absurd as those horos feet are i actually just don't even use them anymore and it opened up a lot of options for me to use other feet instead like now i can use terms leggings plus one and they are fantastic um it opens up like some dual wield situations for feet that I'm not going to go super into, but sometimes I use the Taeon feet. Yeah, sometimes I use the Taeon feet just because they have nine dual wield in some of my lower sets. Because if I use nine dual wield in that slot, then that's a whole bunch of dual wield I don't have to wear somewhere else, and I can wear a lot of pieces. Yeah. So, like, those are just things you want to think about. Like, um, And it also gives you the ability to have more merits in fan dance, which historically hasn't been a good idea. But now that you can find yourself healing in clutch situations more and needing that that PDT that it provides, because PDT as a separate term, like it's multiplied in, um, having being able to hit, take more hits and having a much higher threshold that it caps at as it reduces the, the as it reduces the amount of damage it it, uh, it negates, um, it can actually save your life fairly fairly often to have that on. So yeah, fan dance um, I found your- that. Uh, yeah, just I was just gonna say that it, it, I've just found that fan dance carries more weight now, now than that bonus that the horse feet would provide. So I've made that swap in a lot of my situations for more survivability. Would the Horus bangles matter at that point then? Oh, they sure do. Uh, Horus bangles are extremely good. <laughs> uh, table. Remember when you passed in those hand seals for dancer? Time to get those. Oh no. So Horus bangles increase the minimum PDT reduction of fan dance by one percent per merit. Yep. So I was going to say your option, your options on dancer are saber dance with pants that give you an extra what five double attack, not not great. Yeah. Like eh, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't bother with those. So you have closed position, no foot rise is not optional. So it's between one of three things: closed position, closure weapon skill pants. Yeah, closed position, fan dance, and saber dance. So you're really kind of left with limited options, and like if you can't use closed position most of the time, you can always change it for certain fights if you're going to do something. But I've actually found that really, having it's got, it's got the got the, the use there. Currently, the way I have it set up is I have one in saber dance, I have five in fan dance, and I have four in no foot rise. Historically, dancers have put three in no foot rise because it gives you exactly a thousand TP um, with reverse flourish and everything. Um, I found that it's better to have a little bit more TP in a lot of situations. Yeah, I have my um, cat, even though I don't play dancer. Anymore. Yeah. Well, it also helps like if you use Aeneas. Or if you're using like Chentavente stuff um, to have a little bit more to get like the next higher threshold is, is how it works every, out a lot of every the time. Every bit of TP or helps if you're for dagger weapon skills. It just does mm-hmm. extra crit on evisceration and or extra FTP through the roof on, on Ruger Storm. They're all like important things. Or if you're curing, it can, it can mean the difference between an extra um, curing waltz too. And the cool thing about Dancer Waltzes is that if you cast like a curing waltz three, which uses, I think, about 500 TP. I don't, I don't remember the exact value. It's in my Lewis somewhere. But it cures about as hard as like a Cure 5 does. Like it, It's absolutely absurd, the, um, the value you get out of waltzes. 
And you don't actually ever need to cast like Curing Waltz 5 ever. So a lot of the times, as long as you're waltzing properly, getting that extra like two, 300 TP off of the off of having like a little bit more in a uh, no foot rise will save an extra life that may not have been saved if you only had three merits. Honestly, it's too, just kind of food for thought. The extra no foot rise there gives you more flexibility and being able to do more DPS too while being on a defensive. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Not dramatically, but compared to the other options, that's all you got. Yeah. And, and it's not to say the Horus feet are bad, though. It's just it's the opportunity cost that you're giving up for something that's situational at best. Like, it's not something you, you always take advantage of, even when you have it in mind to take advantage. And what's great about Odyssey for all the people that complain about sub jobs because they suck. It's kind of like people that complain about the beast nerf, as in, I have to be next to my pet. Oh. I, people to this day call it a nerf. It's not a nerf. Outside of maybe it's some so large foes that cause a problem for distance because of the way they, they are sized outside of maybe that uh it's not a nerf you have to be next to your pet that's how the job's supposed to be played essie determined that when they did that and it's honestly you're not a summoner and you're not even a pup or anything so stop being a pussy and thus we have <laughs> thus we have beastmaster but what's great about odyssey is that dancer has even more prominence now because procne we our dancer is our main healer and it's doing damage, and it's doing so. No, like fan dance having an extra twenty five percent off your waltz recast, and being able to make use of those hands and everything when you get hate curing or something, and don't get one shot. Because uh, if you have capped haste, you don't need um, uh, haste samba. So honestly, if you have no samba you can use because they didn't give dancer any good sambas, they really should. Uh, then I mean, haste samba could be great, especially with all these fucking nagling warriors. It's perfect. But it's also the reason why Dancer's got more prominence and it's not being recognized much as it should, in my opinion. But having that is like, Dancer is great now. Zevioso carrying, Procne DD and carrying, just all these things that you bring it to. What's the other one that you take Dancer to in there? We just take it to sometimes because we're doing times three. I'm like, okay, who's going to heal? The Dancer's applying yeah. defense down, which is lacking in times three and healing. And they do a little damage, but they're there to fill in for like a more offensive white mage and it works great. Exactly. You you go in with the mindset that you're not there to do damage, even though it's possible. But like, like look at Gog Magog, right? You're not going to deal much damage with, with piercing against him, but you can perfectly fine. You can heal that fight without any kind of issue whatsoever. And when you're lacking stuff besides maybe an armor break or a shell crusher and you have a dancer there, uh, that's more effective. Because we tried having Table go Beast for one of the Procnes. It was less effective than taking a dancer to do healing, damage, and uh, box step. Because I can use armor break on rune box step stacking with that means it's, he's instantly more effective than taking beast for killer instinct and uh because beast isn't doing great piercing damage that's no. yeah that's that's the difference in that fight. it's terrible piercing damage yeah terrible piercing and terrible blunt it gets tore it it sure does but that doesn't justify you using it single wield it's real bad yeah it's something pup gets tore it too you know, Beast gets a lot of really good crit gear to go with it, too, but it just always feels super underwhelming whenever I've done Evisceration. Honestly, for in terms of times 3 farm, a Beast with it set up should do fine on Procne. But honestly, Dancer is still, to me, the superior choice and a lot easier to have ready compared to a piercing critical hit rate build Beast mist. Yeah, in fact, every fight that isn't Era Body, you could probably bring Dancer to to heal in some kind of capacity. Yeah, if you had to, or, um, if, it, or if it worked. Yeah, yeah. if you had to. Like, obviously, it's not going to be as good as, like, say, a white mage uh, on, like, embos, right? Because you don't want to feed embos a shit ton of TP. So, I mean, I guess kind of take that statement with a grain of salt. It depends on how your group's approaching Use your reason. Yeah, use your reason here. But there's a lot of 
fights where people think you need a white mage for and now we've found out well i didn't find out but like the world has found out that you can bring scholars to these fights imagine that um you can actually apply the same reasoning to dancer in a lot of shit too honestly honestly with fan dance on if your sambas are recasting fast enough on boomba because you don't really only thing that could possibly get you sleep maybe and that's just use a poison potion because there's nothing really to erase from Boomba. Honestly, people take White Mage. Mm-hmm. We take White Mage now. There wouldn't be a reason not to take a Dancer using Box Step and spamming Kiraga if it's up fast enough. I don't know Dancer's recast. I don't. That was it. actually some technology I was going to bring to. Yeah, the instead of White Mage. I was going to go Dancer. Because, yeah, well, we, we lose Dia. I, I go Paladin to that, actually, to, to our Bumbas to heal. I main heal it on Paladin. Um, now, like a V15, for example, like I main heal that shit on Paladin. We didn't even bring a White Mage. Uh, now I would want to probably do it as dancer instead, uh, just because it also brings debuffs to the table, and that extra JA haste for uh, for the warrior. The JA haste would be nice in this case. You don't even need the, I mean, mm-hmm. it depends if you need fan dance for the extra recast or just in general. But yeah, the extra haste samba would help a lot for the warrior in this case, and the dragoon. Well, the dragoon, dragoon's fine. It's it, it and, would cap dragoon. Dragoon's like one and a quarter percent or one and a half and, percent away from capping without it. And also. A dancer does cool things at a fight like Bumbo where you want to Zerg anyway because you have access to trancing grandpas. And uh, being able to to drop like a bunch of like even climactic shark bites because you don't want to, you know, skill chain, obviously. Uh, that's still a pretty strong thing that your healer is doing. You so. know, the only problem is a lack of asylum. Yeah, that does suck. Yeah, I guess you could have everyone stand against the wall and have one person maybe lose something that might have mattered. I think protects the blue mage How in this case. How did we do it? Because we, we actually, um, oh, that's what we did. We, we separated it when, when I, because I pulled on Paladin and I just let him dispel me on Paladin. Um, I'll probably do the same thing as Dancer because the buffs matter less to it, me. It like, doesn't always dispel, too. That's true. He does, like, absorb charisma and dex or some stupid shit a lot of the time, too. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, bringing a white mage that brings damage to the table, especially in a fight where, um, or not a white mage, but, but like a healer that brings damage to the table, um, in a fight that is really, really specific about how fast you got to kill it, um, according to the current metas. It is. Um, yeah, so like bringing a white mage that can do that is probably going to be superior to bringing an actual white mage. That's yeah. just my thought. Yeah, I, I think we might try it out. I'm not like work with table and be like, how good can we get your dancer compared to where he like, dancer is good right now, but it's like, what are you missing that would really make a difference and see if that works out well? Because we don't take Geo to Boomba. We, I go on Blue Mage and apply Torbillion. Hmm which I think works better as long as you pay attention to reapply it because it, yeah. it will come off from heaven's grace and you want to reapply that. That's also why we oh, have Dragoon yeah. to cover the gap. Well, uh, let me know because I have extra points too. Like I could always go dancer as well. That'd like, be good. If you ever want to try that. Uh, well, table would have to I have surplus it, again because he only has scholar, white mage, beast, kind of, and dancer. Oh. Yes. Oh, okay. So he fits in like that. Yeah, well, whatever works. I was thinking I wanted to invite you for a times three that other night instead of Honor W, which I didn't know I was getting Honor W. He's, he's, as I said, he's a good, solid guy. Would do it again with him if I had no other person. Not, which also sounds kind of mean, but that's how it is. But uh, I didn't think you yeah. had enough points based on all your losses. And I'd be like, hey, Fox. No, um, fortunately, we actually haven't had that many attempts either because the queues have gotten longer. So like right now, I'm sitting on like 30k points, and like we might use 15k in a night. We'll use like and with us twenty plus k in a night, and like since we do the times two farms always, and we generally get like twenty k plus points per farm. Like it's 
it's always net positive. So that's her farm. You must be using double naglings. Well, I mean, double farm, but yes, we do use double naglings. Sometimes we have that secret technology. Wasn't this supposed to be about Apex Farms? You should see our dancer use it. It's crazy. Uh, Yeah, it is supposed to be about Apex Mods, but we had to address this email and situations in which you wear different values of DT, which is kind of a convoluted conversation, but that's because it's a convoluted set of decisions, too. Yes, it's a lot of things that go into the Rube Goldberg of decisions. Yep. So just make your big swaps. The, The larger the DT you can swap into a slot, the more value it probably has as a general rule. So last month, this month, March, this year of Hail Satan 2022, <laughs> you know, that's my Amazon charity donation is the Church of Satan in Massachusetts on Amazon. I don't use it, but the oh. wife does. So I just made sure we picked the right charities. Oh, okay. Hail Satan. So last month, all that happened is Ambuscade changed and they added one of the best updates all year long, I think. It's I'm like a huge fan. Been three months is adding like 200 mobs of Apex quality, Apex literally, to the Crawler's Nest S, which is great for many reasons because Sigil is amazing, and I love getting Sigil. It blew my mind to walk through Crawler's Nest S and see so many people still botting, and it just did not matter, like mobs wise. Like there were still mobs just everywhere. It's great. The whole donut yeah. run. So for anyone who hasn't played or doesn't been there, or whatever, but remembers many years in the past, the room that you go into where the middle of it is uh fungars where like you get your your clay for your limit break one or the secret room that is not there in the past and stuff like that that big donut room where you go up the hill you go down the winding tunnel and there's apex crawlers in the tunnel which is cool oh and i was wrong before uh there isn't three tiers of crawlers there's four tiers of yes crawlers. there are yeah that's so stupid and the mobs in that's... this zone in the past, only been three levels of mobs. Uh, in the Crawler's Nest, it goes from 129 to 140, which is the equivalent of Doe Gates to Inner Rock Hosnar all in one zone. And there's like 200 mobs, so you can just move through them. And they're, they're yeah. like grouped generally. Like there'll be mobs on the walls and stuff, but they're grouped generally by difficulty. They're not just like all randomly together. Yeah, which was good, good for thought on their part. Yeah. Um. So I went out there. And I did some. I did some testing on uh, just making sure of if they did anything janky to the mobs. And it doesn't seem like it. They've actually made them quite a bit more approachable than a lot of the mobs that they've released. Um. They seem to have lower accuracy requirements for the most part. Uh. Well, they're the device. same accuracy of their level. So the crawlers when you come in are one twenty nine, um, to one thirty one. It's always it's always three levels: twenty nine, thirty, thirty one for every group of the max to min just like they are in all the other apex zones so for the crawlers the the very first ones the there's only like four of them or so in the zone they're in that tunnel just like they are in the present which i remember on puppet master back in the day soloing there because the camps would take the other ones had to fight these couple crawlers in the tunnel when it was it like if you're new and you never had that you would just walk right by it wouldn't notice i'm like oh shit this is where i soloed 12 years ago on pup because i couldn't get a part of the invite and they're here again but those crawlers have a 95% hit rate cap of accuracy of uh, 1,113. So uh, 1120, basically, to cap 90, 1121 to cap 90. Uh, you know, if you're a single hand job, you'll cap accuracy. That's a very low value, but it does go up to, you know, the same cap as like pox hounds. So it goes from like 1112, 1120 all up to like 1,400. Fox? Uh-oh. Fox! I've killed him. All right, hopefully that worked. 
Okay, there. I hear you now. What happened? I tripped a cord. <laughs> Did you hear what I was saying about the accuracy check? Uh, you were, I, I heard you talking about uh, going down a corridor for the crawlers and that the accuracy yeah. is appropriate to the level. Yeah, so it's 129 to 140, essentially. 1120 will cap you in the first ones, and then up to pox sound levels of 1400 at the 140s. Because it's one level higher than pox sounds, actually. So it's the 1400 accuracy at the highest end there. So depending on the difficulty you're at, so if you're fighting, if you go through the tunnel to the actual start of the mobs there, where you get, um, I don't know... It was like the the apex horn flies and shit. The accuracy cap there is is similar also to Doe Gates. It's uh twelve hundred essentially. Okay. So so twelve ten if you're a one handed weapon person. So any number that says ninety five percent on the wiki because these some of these values are on the wiki. All the mobs have been added to the wiki, not their pages because that takes work. But on the apex page and I actually updated the crawler s page itself, the zone page because it was so anciently and horribly bad. But now it is somewhat updated. Uh, maybe other zones will follow, but uh, those mobs and the levels are all there for the individual mobs, even either levels. Because the levels of, unless it's a mob that has like a thief having or evasion, or like uh, the beetles will have an evasion boost, and the I think scorpions can as well. Outside of that, uh, the evasion values are consistent between all okay. apex zones. So, um, in the corner when you first walk down there, there's like uh, there's two fungars and the scorpion, and these mobs are all recolored. They look fucking great. Like, they made the fungars, like, that fluorescent blue mushroom, like, in a special kind of cave, you'd see. Like, they look great. They're, they're stylish. They're disgustingly stylish. Yeah. Uh, those, I actually really like the, the crawler recolor. Those fungars there, and when you, that's the apex micellar, whatever they are. Micellar? Micellar, yeah. Micellar. Uh, that's 1354 is the cap for those, and those are, like, close to 140. And, uh, not 140, they're close to, like, 136 in level or something like that. Off the top of my head. So depending on where you're at in there, you can go, you'll just have to look at the values on the wiki real quick and then figure out what you're doing or just use your eyes slash parse. And there's something for everyone there. So on Pup without buffs and stuff, I get, I can get up to that 1350 on the Puppet just with Mpaka gear and stuff. So I can fight up to that Fungar level without extra buffs from people. But it depends on the job and person gear you are. Yeah. And I went and uh, checked some hybrids. Uh, Sam hybrids do really, really good. Uh, Jinpu, like basically everything there is weak to Jinpu. Um, so that uh, provided really good results. Uh, let's see. And then I found something really awesome. And that uh, I haven't checked the scorpions and I haven't checked the, the Myclars or the, the fungars. They resist dark though, so. That's what I'm thinking too. But yeah, I've already reported this into our Discord and like where I was working with it. But Every mob down there can be death for a KO. And you don't even need a party with you to do it. You can also go blue mage and use doom too. You sure can. So like you can you can cleave these things, uh, not just with like Aeolian Edge, which is a great option, or basically any AoEs, because these mobs don't hit particularly hard. And outside of the scorpions, like they don't really have terrible TP attacks. I will say the but scorpion, can... I would fight it with Truss, and Death Scissors would take Archangel Elven, which is boosted from the stupid quest, down to, like, red HP, and the AoE Wild Rage would do, like, you would take you down to yellow half health, pretty much, so. Yeah, but those are higher level, and they're kind of scary, so. They're, like, 137, 8, 9. Yeah. But, um, because we're not used to having Apex mobs that uh, that are that level have, like, actual AoE moves that matter. 
Like I would say the the closest thing that has an aim of an apex like that that it has like a move that matters would be like the Narakas or possibly the uh, claws. Yeah, the crack claws are, are pretty bad. Even though I had a great time with those on Black Mage. I was going to do them on Black Mage, but now that these exist, I would just go fight the Beatles because they have MP. I can Asper and I can do stuff to the Beatles. So I have to double check what's going on with um with what's listed as the death proc though. Because it says like it says on the wiki that the death proc is about thirty percent for death, and I'm not really convinced that that's the case on these mobs. Um, I had a record the other night where I did eleven straight deaths without any kind of issue at all. They just died. So I, I think death burn is a real thing in here, and the beetles are a pretty good target for that. So just food for thought for black mages that may want to do something a little different. Just go partner up with uh, like three other black mages, a Corsair and a Geo, and just start death and shit and uh, just see where it takes you. I knew it was going to be a Dancer Black Mage episode. Yeah. Because I didn't read the email until like right then, so I didn't even know it was going to be really a Dancer thing, but I just knew it's been lately. Those are the two fun jobs. Yeah, well, I know I knew I had Black Mage stuff to report, but I didn't. I, I just guessed that we would talk about Dancer at some point, and lo and behold, the email was there, yeah. I'm enjoying gearing up Black Mage because it's, as I'm gearing it up, it just feels dramatically different and much better. Like, on a DD, you just get stronger and you kill stuff. But on Black Mage, it's like things start becoming possible. <laughs> yeah. Which is a big difference to suddenly, you know, have to come into. Which, Having it not be possible. But I'm really looking forward to going and getting points on Black Mage and gearing it up and stuff. Because, honestly, I, I even like it in Times 3 farms. I was telling Nee in our group, Nee Seconds, that... Uh, for Henwin, we lack another blunt DD or whatever, but why don't you just go Black Mage? You can use Choke, you can use Impact, you can use an Occult Acumen set, and you can just go to town hitting them with your weapon skills and just be an extra DD for when you're times three and don't have other blunt jobs left. Mm -hmm. Which, yeah, which sounds, sounds like I'm underselling it, like, oh, we have nothing left, what can we use? But honestly, that's frankly... That's a great debuffer. How, yeah, frankly, how Black Mage should be played. Uh, elemental debuffs and impact are huge at this point. Shell crusher, shell crusher, and just being able to get TP without fighting slash being able to fight and get TP. Just people, it's not just there to nuke. It, like you're not nuking Henwin, obviously. But staff weapon skills are very mediocre, of course. But doing those things on top of that, it's kind of nice. Yeah, it's, it's not as, as long as you detach the line of thought from nuking for damage instead of that being like you were nuking as a meditate. Yeah, and then you're using that meditate as a debuff weapon skill of some kind, rather than necessarily just cranking out the biggest damage possible. And all of a sudden, you can fit Black Mage into like a weird debuffer role that is surprisingly effective when you don't have a lot of other options or like you need to do something janky. Um, it it actually works really well. And if you really use it that way for a job like Thief that can't cap F strength, it's nice. But for a job like Ranger or Core where you have a weapon skill for you know unique to marksmanship here because of guns, where it's between F-Strength and the Agility mod for like Last Stand or something being pretty equivalent. If you know you don't have to worry about that F-Strength as much now because you have a massive impact and a big uh, choke on it, then you can change your set around to more agility instead of strength and stuff if that's possible for certain slots and do more damage too if you really wanted to break it down like that and take advantage of it. So I was actually in an Apex Gears party the other day where um, the Rune Fencer couldn't land ground strike because what? the accuracy requirement on them is ridiculous. Well, we weren't buffed for, for melees. We were buffed for magic for some reason because we also had a core. Why are they using ground strike just for skill chain? 
For skill chain, yeah. So the idea in rough. the Apex gear party with a black mage is you set up a darkness and then you burst and kill it. Could just use a sword at that point for Reckless Scott. You could. Um, but you're closing uh, Leaden Salute, so you, you can't with that situation. Like, you could do Requiscat if you were doing um, True Flat, I guess. But the, the core won't be able to do that. So you need to be able to close o- open with a Distortion. So the, the rune kept missing the, the Ground Strikes, which is understandable because it's ground, fucking Ground Strike. Um, they probably just don't have a good weapon skill set for accuracy in it, which, you know, they should have fixed. You have plenty of stuff yeah. to get throw on, like AF plus three. It's a, it's a pretty steep requirement, and we did not have a bard. Yeah, that's rough, general. Yeah, so we, we were doing this, this party without a bard, and it was fine, actually, outside of the fact that he was missing ground strikes. Well, the cool thing about Black Mage is that it's not only like a debuffer in this case, but it's also like probably one of the best skill chain openers, uh, because all you have to do is nuke, and then it has access to basically every element that isn't fusion as an opener. Yeah. So what I would do in that situation is I would just instantly nuke 1k if he missed, and then open Vito Huner. And then they would close with Lead and Salute, and then I would burst either Death or uh, Blizzard 6, and then we move on to the next mob. And what's great, too, is your Vito Hirnir is applying Magic Defense down, which is increasing mm-hmm. Lead and Salute's damage. So you're and in Apex parties especially, I think Black Mage is great in, and no one invites it because they don't know how to use it. But I think Black Mage uniquely in Apex parties is one of the better jobs you can take, even for yeah, conventional Bla- sets. Black Mage is a really cool reverse samurai because... Is you can basically open for people all day long, and you have that TP on demand as long as you have an occult acumen set. That's what I was trying and to tell just, Nick because yeah. he didn't have an occult acumen set, and he's like, oh. "Yeah, he was like, I don't know about this. I'm getting like 600 TP. I'm like, we well, got to use the the uh, Aeonic staff and stuff, but it's really nice." Oh, and when you have Sam roll, it's absurd. Yeah, Sam's like basically basically you you start getting 1k TP off of like every nuke at tier six. And it, it gets really silly. Because with Naomi like, you never now, have to worry about cooldown. With Naomi gear, Black Mage finally has something it can wear into one TP, but two to weapon skill in two. Yeah. Yeah, Naomi is pretty good for that. You do have lower int, and in some cases, having more magic attack bonus is better in some slots. So you can kind of like play with that. But um, it's not always about the damage you're dealing, though. Like Sometimes it's about enabling other people to do more damage. Yeah. Because something like Retribution has attack boost on it, and it, you know, Naomi is particularly nice for Retribution, I was thinking. Shatter Soul is very int-based, so yes, you're correct. And the, the beautiful thing about, the Scholars also have, have, this, have this situation behind them, but the beautiful thing about Occult Acumen is you will never suffer an accuracy check. You, you will get that TP no matter what, as long as you have the set. And it still does damage. If you do 3,000 damage with a nuke, it's not great, but you're doing that before instantly weapon skilling. There you go. Most of the time, once you're once you're geared out and set, and you have like the right food on stuff like that, like generally, and especially if you have malaise, you'll you'll do like nine to twelve k nukes. That's nice uh, on an occult acumen. Yeah, which is which is great, and then you'll actually weapon skill for less than your nuke, and but then it will enable the skill chain, and then you of course switch into a burst set, and you just burst on that. And, yeah, you know, it's really that's what the whole black mage's whole thing is. Is uh, occult acumen is great for opening or closing a skill chain either with yourself or someone else, then bursting for big damage. I actually really don't like closing. I, I would rather open so that way I have yes. a chance to double burst. Because if you close, you can only burst once uh, because of the uh, universal delay. Correct. Yeah, so you end up with a little bit of problem there. But sometimes it's what you got, you know, either by yourself or yeah, whatever you options to. are available. But yeah, but that's the way Black Mage should be played, which is a rather intricate way of playing it. Because there's no other way that Black Mage really at this point in the game, with everything it has and, and the things at its disposal, really fits in. It's not like... 
You're just going to run up there and melee till you get 100,000% and you go, oh, I meleeed. You're not just going to sit back and do nothing but nuking. Honestly, being able to do that intricately is not being applied in the game, which is probably Black Mage's scene. Is, like, you can't take Black Mage's Schultz C and just run through the mobs like that. It's just not going to no. work. So, like, therefore, it doesn't exist. But for these NMs and stuff that still count, or Apex bars that still count, it is really, really good, but you can't find someone to do that, either because it's not discussed in the community and how to employ it in that manner, which is now this is a Black Mage episode, but... <laughs> or, or just Black Mages don't know how to really do that because... If you don't play a job and no one asks for it, then that information doesn't exist, frankly. I've been really tempted to to go Black Mage to the Ango runs and ride uh, Monowall with all the resets that are going on and, and just sit there and open for the skill chain instead of the Rune Fencer, open with Vito Hooner. You might get the spell, though, with Suck. You could, yeah. And that was my problem going as Ninja also. But just having that TP on demand and even at range, so like you could do drive-bys if you really wanted to. Like it, it's an option, but I don't know. I think a that would be of, more of a I'm styling on this mob sort of thing. Less yeah, than a, a an lot of black mage using Bunzi rod and and shield the Amarapi shield because is it Amarapi? Yeah, Amarapi shield. I was thinking it was like some low level shield I was mentioning. Um, they're using that because it's really good. So a lot of them aren't using a stick because that's really a staff based play. It depends. So uh, the weird thing about Bunzi Amarapi shield is that it only offers you like maybe 28 more magic accuracy and three int over Mpaka staff and uh, Enki strap. It's only three int and like 28 magic hack. And you get magic and burst so two if, on Mpaka staff. And you get a magic burst two on Mpaka staff. So it just depends on where the rest of your gear is at and whether or not you're capping magic burst one in, in the rest of those sets. Because with the Quamper necklace, it gets a little weird uh, because you're no longer using Sorcerer Stole. And that's where a lot of your magic burst one and some magic accuracy comes from. So a lot of times, if you're using Quamper Necklace, uh, Black Mages will use the Bunzi Rod in that set because it helps make up for it. Um, I have a set that uses Mpaka Staff and uh, and Quamper Necklace, but I haven't got a chance to use it just yet. But it, it, it looks like it fits all the criteria. Um, I just am not the Black Mage for the run. So, you do get fusion with Club on Black Mage, though, so... Yeah, which is nice, yeah. And you can still make an Occult Acumen build on Black Mage. It, just re- it'll require you to have Sam roll to make up for the fact that you're not using a Katvanga. Yeah. But if you're in a group, honestly, where you're getting those melee buffs and you need fusion and you want some, because Magic Burst still do a lot of damage without all those Magic buffs. It's Magic Burst only at that point, though. I mean, it won't be yeah. ridiculous, but you'll still be doing good damage with the Magic Burst because of how they work and the gear you have at your disposal. And you can still use that, that you know, if you're using a club in that case, even Maximentius if you're, you know, doing that because you get a bonus to Magic Bursting with it. If you're, because if you have a group of people just wailing away and spamming, it's not worth it. But if you're, <laughs> no. you know, that's the problem too. Is black mage gets to fit into a group of spamming TP nonstop? Yeah, definitely not. Unless you were like a sniper with your magic burst, but that's the, the old school play of it. And the reason um, it's so appealing too to me is because as a pup, I have that same problem where my pet can't contribute a lot of the time, uh, and these NMs and stuff give me a unique way to contribute. Like I'm able to have the pet tank on Gajagog. Yeah, even Armor Shatter, but on Gogmagog, when I do Overdrive on the pet, I'm doing 20k plus uh, Bone Crushers with uh, AM3 mm-hmm. up on King Konkin while I'm also spamming 10k stream pummels or whatever. So I'm, you know, without the pet in a situation where it can help, cause that's just that mob. But like if it's like a situation where I can't use, like, that's blunt damage on, on Bone Crusher. So if it's a mob that I have to use like Piercing or something on, 
or just I have to use magic on. It's a situation like anything that's on NM would be more applicable too for like TP bonus. Like if I'm in a party and I like my puppet's just messing up the skill chain for an apex party and I had to use like just the magic puppet, which is good. But just a lot of times when you play, it's, I'm trying to translate it to like general gameplay, like pup is the same problem too, mm-hmm. where like the pet suddenly is like an anchor and it's not like an ambuscade run where it's not helping. I don't need the extra stuff. The pet's not doing anything. It's unique mechanic. Like the course last month, like the, I wasn't like the pet wasn't doing shit against the course outside of, you know, the pup just wasn't as effective as taking a monk. So there wasn't a reason to take pup over monk there because it just bone crusher or not, it was not doing the damage of a monk. So that kind of situation, yeah. pup feels like a black mage where it's really exciting. And sometimes your pet's really the guy where it's tanking the mob and damaging or anything else like that, and you feel like really cool, but most of the time that's not the case. Yeah, it doesn't mean you can take it everywhere. It just means you can do some cool stuff occasionally. And the the thing is, uh, the occult acumen stuff we're talking about isn't even married to the, the Kat Vanga either. So the, the Kat Vanga, which is the Ionic staff, it actually shines when you can't be engaged to the mob and everything you have to do has to be at range. Um, otherwise, you can actually get away with using a different staff or even a club and still do a cult acumen. If you're if you can be engaged to the mob and get a couple swings in, um, you still effectively get to the TP threshold that you need to off the nuke. So that's something else to think about too. Like it doesn't always have to be in a vacuum where you get one K off the nuke itself. That's just in situations where that's applicable. Uh, you can still apply the rest of your occult acumen set to situations where you can melee. So that way, during like the universal delay or, or coming off the universal delay, like you'll get an auto attack in, and then you can start casting again. Whatever um, you can use that to to simulate the TP that you're missing from not having the plus thirty occult acumen from the staff. And this is a real roundabout way of talking about Apex, of course, because yeah, because honestly, you need to like Black Mage fits in really well in Apex, and like people yell for Bard, they yell for Corsair, of course, because especially because Corsair's role is only been housed with exemplar points at the moment. They yell for Geo. They yell for that. They don't yell for Summer. They don't yell for Black Mage. But all the jobs they're yelling for are capped. Either they bought their stuff, they're a dual box, they're a bot or whatever, but they're capped generally. And the ones that aren't are like, I don't have any gear in my core yet. I'm brand new. I'm just gearing it up kind of thing. And people just don't have it to bring. And they, I see them shouting, multiple different people shouting for the same jobs. So honestly... It's better to team up for Apex than just a solo. And I don't want to sit there and yell for a party and stuff. So since I'm getting master level on Pup, because Pup's really great for Odyssey and M's, and Guy, uh, Henwin, Gigalorum, uh, Gogmagog, stuff like that, really good for those. And those are, you know, common NMs. Uh, you know, I want to get points, but I don't want to make a group and everything like that. And maybe I have, like, I'll, I'll get them before we do our Odyssey runs, and I'll only have, like, you know, maybe 60 minutes or 45 minutes, something like that. But I don't want to sit there and do nothing for 45, 60, 70 minutes. So I don't make a party either. It's a waste of time. It's annoying. And I like if I invite other people, I feel obligated to have support jobs. So it's not a shit group. But if I just, I've been yelling just for a black mage to come to my groups because I can self skill chain the puppet and I. And having someone else there that's not buffed uh, is not helping me because my trust will buff me. And having someone else to take away from that to skill chain with me is not really great, but bringing a black mage yeah. to duo with has been great because they sit back there. They can use AF body. They don't need support because AF body will fill them right back up. Or in this case, you could fight a beetle, but you're not going to do great damage against a paladin mob as an unbuffed pup. So the like the horn flies, the crawlers, fungars, stuff like that. Uh, and the black mage bursting. I was doing it before, right before this came out because all the camps were taken. I just went with um, a black mage to inner rock Cosnar to fight like some of the periphery mobs because everything was botted in every zone. Couldn't go to Woe Gates, couldn't go to Doe Gates. 
you know, and I'm kind of solo, so I'm not going to go to the Paramis or something. So we just went into Inner Rakaznar, the Black Mage and I, and it was great because I only take off like half the mob's health with my skill chain combo, even with like having kept Impaka's head and stuff for the extra skill chain damage. But the Black Mage magic bursting a couple of five or five and six, the mob was dying. So it was just like the perfect partner. And in Apex in general, if you have two people skill chaining and you have like a third person, they're dead weight. So having someone to magic burst with a couple of skill chaining DDs in a group, in this case Black Mage, is a far better combo for a group in these Apex mobs, especially the Crawler's Nest, than like all these combos of weird things people do. And like there, there are tons of Black Mages that want to come because no one invites them to anything. So. And check this party composition out. So aside from the Black Mage just casting death on mobs and just chaining just by having them rotate through deathing things, um, imagine a party where you have two occult acumen black mages and a third black mage just set up to burst. You have a red mage, a geo, and a corsair doing corsair's role in sand's role, right? The black mage opens shatter soul. The other black mage closes Vito Hooner. The first black mage bursts blizzard six and and stone six. The black mage that closed gets to burst death, and the black mage that. Uh, that hasn't done anything yet gets to burst uh water and or water uh water six and water five and that's a dead ass mob like that, that is dead that's an ultra dead it was, mob well it was that's dead with the death it's like accounting well yeah i mean the death might just instant kill right but but check this out like even without the geo in that situation so this is where it's like hey this is overkill let's drop let's drop party members like those three black mages and like a corsair for like an xp boost could probably just kill the mobs as a trio using using that onslaught of magic burst because you're not hitting the resist wall except for the matching elements so as long as everyone is nuking a different element you're good to go and that mob is going to explode on that darkness essentially all you need is that point is someone to haste you and you don't even have to tp on the mob that's that's two people casting a nuke in order to get tp using two weapon skills and then doing your normal bursting you could even and work a red, mage, a red mage into an apex party really well too as someone to skill chain meleeing and cure and pull and stuff like that yep because they could close sleep one of the skill chain one of the black mages sleep crowd control stuff because you get ads and links and stuff there all the time it's good to have they can haste them they can refresh them they can weapon skill and then about the burst they have to focus on doing those things and the black mage will close or open whatever else the combo is there and, and magic burst and that's just those you know two black mages and a red mage with some trust would be a great group too yeah, it, like people herald scholar is this amazing thing because it has eminence and like you can set up skill chains and like that's its niche thing. But a black mage using a cult acumen properly can do very similar things to that. And scholar gets so great at cult acumen too, but it's true. Yeah, at the highest tier. But uh, the um, the the main thing here though is that you can treat these things like melees, and you 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 completely skip out of the melee phase. Like you don't even have to care about accuracy checks. That, that party of black mages that I just mentioned is just as good, as good against the low-level crawlers as the max-level crawlers in this situation. So you basically just go to whatever camp is open and just nuke the crap out of things. I know what's interesting, too, is all the things we're saying about black mage in this case also apply to scholar, except scholar yep. can heal and doesn't get the elemental debuffs, but it does Give get weather and stuff. Yeah, so like scholar can do these same things. It doesn't have Vito here near, but it does have Shatter Soul. and, and for, uh, Omniscience. Yeah, Omniscience. Good old Omniscience. Omniscience. But so Scholar can be played the same way too in this case, especially for Apex. And it doesn't just like stand there and do regen and AFK with weather or something, which as most scholars will do when you invite them because yeah. they're just doing it for 
I don't know, Ongo or something. I just, I need a scholar for Ongo. So they just stand there AFK in Apex or something. Like you can be a real scholar or like just like a real black mage and you can go to these Apex parties. And it's a good way to also play around with your job. You don't learn your job doing this, but you learn nuances of your job and how to enjoy it and play and have fun. It's not just like, I mean, at a certain point you kill so many mobs, it's just how many mobs can I kill? But it's also a way of like, okay, I've gotten 1,200 points, now I have death, now I can work things around, while also, you know, I imagine you're not doing all your Apex in one sitting, I'd hope, but as you work on a job and gear <laughs> it up and stuff, you can come and also employ stuff you've been doing, change your sets around, like, up, like it's a whole process of, it's fun in my opinion, but it's like a whole yeah. thing. I actually had so much fun doing this on Black Mage. I sat down and did it in like two days. I went from like 800 JP to Master on Black Mage just soloing this way. Um, during the the last XP event on Cracklaws, which was the stupidest thing. I remember I mentioned this on a prior podcast. And just the fact that you can continue to do this, but with more Black Mages and therefore more fun and shenanigans, there's no reason not to do it. So, I mean, more Black Mages should come out of the woodworks and just decide to have fun with these mobs that seem like they were kind of designed to favor them a little bit. The Beatles especially. Not, not saying that it's specifically for them, but yeah, the Beatles specifically are dumb. Like, they, they, they have, like, infinite MP pools for Asper. And uh, you, you can just sit there and just ask for them all day. If and you higher defense, of course, of being a paladin. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it won't matter because you don't care about that. You're a black mage. So SE said, come on down and nuke Ringu. Yeah. He's, he's a beetle. Get it. Never mind. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah never, never. It's a bad joke. Someone has just really cringed does. themselves out of their skin listening to that. That's right. Did not go now well. There's a, now there's a flesh puppet sitting there somewhere. <laughs> the skeleton's on the loose. So... I mean, this is an Apex episode, of course, even though that's only been about 10% of the episode. So, Well, I mean, the Apex mobs, there's only so much we can talk about. Yeah, there's correct. a bunch of them in Caller's Nest S, and we can AoE them, I guess. I mean, if you're a brand new player, I mean, unfortunately, I went just as a new Black Mage breaking into it with no job points. I don't have, like, a Magic Burst talk. Like, I'm building out my Lua, I'm building out my Black Mage, as you do when you're new to the job, and you're like, you're going to get a feel of stuff. You got to get like the rhythm, feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. You know, you got to get them Babylons going here on your new job. <laughs> them Babylons. Mm-hmm. And so there's, a, there's a skin puppet somewhere else again, Fox now. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I was trying just to go to like Seagates. Mandragora are a good first target. They're weak to magic. They, they suck to get countered on or whatever. And their like, HP is a little high, but they're weak to magic. So they're a good first target as opposed to like a Chapuli who does a move when you do no damage and a nuke. That sucks. But even then, Sea Gates or uh, Mo Gates is yeah, Mo Gates off of Moramar. Uh, like those zones are all full of bots and shit still, and you have to like it really kind of sucks. And then the Crawler's Nest is great because, I mean, it's not great for a brand new Apex player because the crawl like so Mo Gates and Sea uh, Gates. I'm trying to remember all the damn gates in my head. Fucking Bill Gates is next. Uh, those those zones have a super low accuracy requirement. Which is really nice when you're just getting ready, especially on Black Mage, trying to melee because everything's Black Mage apparently. But it's, it goes to show that you want a mob of less evasion. Those mobs you cap at with uh, 1,030 accuracy, which you can basically do in your sleep on a new job. So the oh, Crawler's yeah. Nest is higher, but if you can get the Seer, Seer Mo Gates, which you might be able to now, maybe there's less bots, who knows? Maybe they spread out. I don't know how the other zones have been impacted since this update because it came out a couple days ago, frankly. Uh, but those are good starter zones if we had to talk about other things in Apex for other people. 
yeah, there's also no longer the excuse of there's no 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 camps available anymore yeah. as to why you're buying your JP. So you need to go out and actually play your job now. But Fox, sailed. I have a career, and if I want to spend 140 mil for five master levels, then... Then you're retarded. Then, Hard R. Then you're part of the problem. Hard R, retarded. Then you're... <laughs> what the fuck? What does Cancel that even me, mean? Um, then, yeah, you're part of the problem, so... You know. Yeah, it's it's actual. It, it's bad. Like, don't, don't do it. Like, you you are clearly deficient in some way. If you think that that's that's a smart idea. Not everything is for everyone. If you and have not a everything career is a and race. can't play the game, then don't play the game. Yeah, not everything's a race either. Like, just take your time with it. If you if you don't have the time, it's whatever. Yeah, I, I mean, I got like one master level on Pup and Crawlers. That's when it came out. I went from like five to six, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go for my event now. I gotta go do Odyssey, and I'm like. But I'm making progress. I'm not gonna. I, I can't take pup to the Shoal Sea Farm, really. So I'm not gonna drag the group down for free CP. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I actually allow people to come on whatever when you're farming. Pup is a terrible job for Shoal Sea because what are you gonna do? Bring out? Torrent? I know, dude. I really want to bring. I really want to bring Monk into Shoal Sea so bad, but it'd be really, really terrible. And you get a whole like the whole thing of things you have to worry about is the blunt resistant mobs. There's a whole fourth of that zone that's blunt resistant. So it's not even just like you know. Not being great, it's the blunt resistant mobs that you fight all the time. Yeah, you just get completely shafted. Bad. Which sucks because a lot of times the the blunt weak mobs are the mobs that like people groan about fighting. They're like your skeletons and shit, and like the monks will make those explode. If I had to take a guess, though, Fox, I'm gonna guess that woe gates and doe gates are still gonna be packed. I think C and mo gates might get a little better now. It might just be new players because also some of these people that are botting are not just RMT or whatever. It's just you know shitty people botting, shitty douchebags that are just botting because. I saw a ninja. They're doing Seagates. that in Clarge Nessus, though, and it just there's just too there's many too mobs many for them yeah. to dominate it. In yeah. Seagates, there was a ninja near the Mandragoras and Asura with Heishi and everything, who just sits there in the one spot. I broke their bot while I was there on Black Mage. They just engaged the thing I was on, and I kept sleeping it, and they couldn't do anything. I just kept sleeping it, and that was it. <laughs> That's it. You're not. They just stood there. They wouldn't change targets. Wait, start your bot to continuously they w- sleep. They in. wouldn't do anything else, and and they, like they, it was out of their range. They just stood there and followed it around. Like from a distance, they wouldn't move from their spot. So they were just rotating in spot, facing the mob as I moved it around. That's dumb. And it's just they're just a Heishi ninja solo with trust sitting there. Why? Why are you doing that? I mean, I solo on my Heishi ninja all the time, but (laughs) not as a ninja who won't fight the mob because it's attacking someone else and stand their weapons out. If you can't tell me what was the ninja spamming shun. It was spamming Sean. I, yeah, they were spamming Sean. Oh, no. they, yeah. Well, they probably yeah, watched... Heishi. They really got excited Heishi. about Logical's ninja videos and wanted to be equally as bad, so they made a Heishi Shun spamming ninja bot in Seagates and just left it next to the Mandragoras, which is also a questionable target, but whatever. Toe-techy-toe. <laughs> nope. Toe-techy-toe is so strong. No, it she is, is not. She is so strong. Because the spreadsheet does not tell you how to do... <laughs> because it doesn't exist here. Right? <laughs> That's funny. This is why no one likes you, Spicy. Yeah, fuck everyone. Yeah. I really hate it when people tell me to think for myself. I, I, I really like, too, when, when that whole thing... I know I keep bringing it up because it was so funny to me because of how stupid it is. They're like, does anyone even like you? And I'm like, well, I haven't conducted a survey. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said. I haven't conducted a survey. What do you, what do you want me to do? I don't I care. Mean, people the like answer is probably no, but... <laughs> whatever. Wow. Not even Fox likes me. That's right. Fuck this guy. So I think Woe Gates and Doe Gates will still be packed because they're easy to get to and just bots are already there. And it's I easier to the, bot there than, than Crawler's Nest. 
I thought the thing that people were botting were the uh, Promivian zones or whatever, right? I have not gone to the Promivian zones ever since they've come out. I did a few times, but I didn't really see any bots. But I always see the shouts in town um, talking about like they're selling spots for bots. So I only went to the Promivians like maybe less than five times. Most of the time I went to Razkanar still. Whoa, or Apex Gears. Woe Gates was even worse for botting because it's a smaller area of puggles and frogs and stuff. So the groups cluster up so much in there and ignore, oh, yeah. ignore I, the, the Velk. Yeah, I, I avoid that that one completely. I like think, I've gone there a handful of times too. And they hide behind the colonization reef too. So I think they just will continue to use that zone because it's kind of like out of uh out of the way for people. Like you don't think of Woe Gates as much, so they just hide all the bots there. Yeah. It's just bad. And it's not just you know, just like people who are botting one account and they have like two dual boxes next to them that don't seem like they're just a hardcore never leave bot. They just seem like an average person who's botting everything. And you know what? It's completely okay just to be out there like CPing, right? With, even with your trusts. And if you need to go do something else, like, I don't know, be employed, just go AFK where you're standing and come back to it later. And I would understand if you're doing that Let's come back later. And you're watching the screen, even though it's really lame, and you're just there. But these people aren't even there. Like, they'll, they'll just be doing stupid stuff. They're not even there because they're just sleeping or something. It's just like... Yeah. The game, you don't need... Like, for Ongo or something, we did it with, like, a Master Level 3 Black Mage, which is instant. Anyone gets that. And honestly, with all the bonuses and everything in this game, getting capped on CP, especially during a campaign, really easy. As you said, two days you capped on Black Mage, right? Mm-hmm. but it was during event though so probably yeah. four days is what it would take but even then it's not that hard like table is just trying to do nation missions now because you get 10 percent bonus per nation mission that you've done yeah, you absolutely do that. like those things they just i guess people just ignore that and bot because they don't want to be bothered to go read a storyline or walk through zones you wouldn't normally be in like I think Dangriff Wadi is really cool. So here's the positivity. I think Dangriff Wadi is cool. If I just do a mission I've never done where I get to stand on a fucking geyser and go through a zone I'm never in and see the sights and the work that people put into this game, more work than I'm showing because I can't even be bothered to enjoy a game I AFK and bot, which causes further problems for everyone, then, man, that's pretty great. And I would just want to do that at least once. So You're being too negative. (laughs) Jeez. It's true though. Like, just just appreciate what's there. It doesn't even take long to do the missions. Like, I've I've had people bitching about voracious resurgence, and let me drop some knowledge on you. You're probably gonna need to finish that in order to do the content that's gonna be coming out soon. I hope so. so. You should probably do less bitching and more just completing them. And they're not that bad. Like, I just I just did them as they came out. Like, it wasn't that big of a deal. You just run out and do a thing. It's okay not to be the guy at every moment in every waking second in Endgame and just skipping everything and being there because you'd like... Because these people, when they beat stuff, uh, like Carrot's, oh. Carrot's group, the one guy we have, Nee, he was part of their six-man group. That group ended. They didn't cap Bumba stuff. They'd go, okay, we beat all the Odyssey and M's. We're, we're quitting. And they have not come back. <laughs> like, these people, they rush through everything and then they just quit. And why? And there's always going to be something, someone better than you, too. Like, no matter how cool you think you are, there's always someone who's better. That's just the nature of the internet. That's the nature of life. I'm not, I'm never going to be yeah. tops. I can just be, you know, reliable. I guess. Yeah. So you can be a power bottom instead. <laughs> power bottom. But yeah, like, like people like, like rush to the end thinking that they're going to be a really end, cool though. guy. And 
yeah, there's just no reason to do it. Is the thing. It's it's futile. Like you're never going to be cooler than the than the guy next to you because the guy next to you has the equal potential as long as they're also as long as they're not dumb about how they're approaching the concept. It's like everyone's still in high school, Fox, and all they want to do is yeah. be like 18, 19, 21 so they can go out and do everything and have and have like no like I don't have to be in school and I'm like people won't tell me what to do. I wish I wasn't a teenager anymore. I hate being Mom a teenager. Mom just doesn't understand. I just me. want to be an adult. I hate being young. Yeah. Everyone looks down on me. I want to be old so they don't look down on me. Like that like mentality a teenager would have. And I feel like that's how everyone treats Final Fantasy. And they're like, man, it sucks being old. I hate being old. And they get there. It's like, okay, you didn't. And now I'm jaded. If we didn't enjoy before and wanted to rush later because you thought it'd be better and you hate when you got there, do you think it's just you approaching it incorrectly? Yeah. Don't get old. It sucks. Let me tell you, kid, don't get old. I fucking hate that line. It's absolutely absurd. It's like, how deficient of an individual are you is don't get old? How about, what? why don't you enjoy your life? I mean, there's one way of doing that, so. Anyway, that's that's dark. So. Um, <laughs> but but here's, here's the thing, though. Like, you just don't, you just don't have to rush. Like, have what, does, what does it matter? What does it matter if you have, like, all these Remas and stuff if you don't ever use them for anything? I always get excited about a Rima because what I can do with it. Like, I had that staff, uh, Kat Vanga, in the NPC for like over a year long without me claiming it because I wasn't ready for it yet. But I knew one day I would be. So I left it there for over a year. And then I was excited because now that I have it, I can do things with it. Like, King Konkin's not to be like, oh, this is the best damage because a lot of times in the situation, God Hands is better. It's like, now a King Konkin, my pet can do this and do damage while tanking with me and I'll use it in the situation of like low haste. Like, what you can do with the weapon, Vajra, it's like really great on Procne with no buffs. It was like beating the other people there because there was no buffs and I could use Mandelic Stab. It's like the weapon is exciting for what I can do with it. Yeah, exactly. And you want to have that mindset before you go about trying to make it. You don't just spend 140 mil on Chloris Buds because someone says it's okay. Or yeah, sure, it's it's a good thing. Um, you want to know exactly what you're doing with it so that way you aren't a complete asshat when you show up to the party and you suck while you're using it. Should I make this? Okay, what do I do with it now? Yeah. And I mean, it may seem really straightforward that with Varith Ragna, you simply apply Victory Smite to things until they stop moving. But is Victory Smite really the weapon skill that you need to be using in this particular situation? I don't know how to use Tornado Kick Fox. Um, I hear you store up to about 2,000 plus TP and you... Uh, wait, wait. Do you just do that? Do you use Footwork? How do you play Monk? How do I maximize yeah. my damage? Oh, dude, you, you use the shit out of Footwork. Dude, I've had monks that, that have Erythrogna R15, like this tool is going to do. This Sonrissa, who's rank 6, by the way. which is Oh, oh but you don't tornado kick in Erythrogna. That's awful. <laughs> Correct. But uh. if you don't make use of tornado kick with footwork, that's a lot of damage. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you not want that? The same people that don't bother using boost on monk before a fight with the uh, the waste piece to give you, like, meditate from uh, domain invasion. They just don't... They just stand there until it's time to fight it's like do you want to use your meditate do you, maybe varith ragnar are cool but very rarely do people actually play with them the way that the optimal way of playing monk is where uh, like you use them during impetus and switch into your god hands while impetus is down like that's just a really clunky way of playing monk you can just use your god hands full time or even like use varith ragnar full time if the situation is calling for that kind of damage like does your white damage matter i, I don't know because let me tell you what i mean shit with empakas and god hands and uh, moonshade earring, you don't have to hold two thousand for tornado kick. It does a lot of damage at one thousand. It does, yeah. And uh, oh, I typically hold two thousand because I really like hitting cap damage. 
but that's just me wanting and, to and see And if you're not skill training anyway, because, yeah, Verathron is good for skill training, but if you're not skill training, yeah. then what's it worth? You might as well do Tornado Kick for your, your straight nines. There you go. Yeah, and Tornado Kick's going to skill chain anyway. With itself. It skill chains with itself. Yeah. And here's the here's the really cool thing. Like, I remember when we did um, uh, the, the Sealed Fate Master Trial, the, the Omega Ultima one. I did that Master Trial using a Safari. And that was a good choice for that fight. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was fine. Like, I just didn't have a Verathragna, and it, it actually performed about not as well as God Hands would have, but it was, it still did fine. And, and it was my counters counter. were cool. Yeah. And, and here's the thing at the end of the day, like, I think I killed Omega in like 26 minutes or something. And like, this is like a traditional setup that, that didn't have like extreme hyper buffs. Like, we all went in and like the bard was still there and stuff. So it wasn't like, the crazy video that you've seen Zala do where Zala kills it in like 12. Um, this is a more traditional type of run. And even with Safari, like I still managed to do that fight. That's notorious for like historically going to the buzzer, but being shortened now, like people usually clear it in about 40 minutes now. Like, yeah, I still absolutely murdered Omega with a, with a pair of Safari that weren't even R15. So yeah, you just have to know why you're using your weapon. Um, if it even matters to use it in that situation and just kind of like make the most out of what you're trying to do. You, sometimes you just have to do it for the memes too. If it just works, I don't know. Have fun. Oftentimes too, I make the weapon before I'm unique in this case. A lot of people shouldn't and, and best not to do this because I've been around for so many <laughs> million years and I have the gear already. Like I have it before I go there. So I'll make a weapon on a job with no job points before I go to actually use it. Like on Pup, I had like King Konkin before I had job points. And I had that for Thief and Dragoon. I had Trishula before I had job points. And I just go and use that weapon to get job points because it's fun. Oh, yeah. I really liked having uh, Trish and getting Master Dragoon. Oh, so good on Dragoon for JP. Yeah. In fact, I don't even have a Dragoon Lua yet. I haven't really made it. Mine needs some work. You could take mine. Mine needs haste attack. Otherwise, mine's, mine's nice. I think I was actually using yours before. It's basic. Yeah. Well, I mean, Dragoon's not a super complicated job. It can be if you need to change your waist up because of haste values to the uh, Tempest Fugit. Yeah. But I mean, if that's the only consideration you're making, I mean, Dancer wants you to hold its beer. So, <laughs> like, like, think about TP it. sets. That's more than 26 Magic of Asian, Fox. It is. It's, it's a lot more. And yet, in some of these sets, I... We'll use that in our hands. Yeah, so with, before the crawlers came out, I tried going to Woe Gates on Pup to get some points, and you just there's nothing to fight. So I tried to fight the the Velk, because I'm like, I had magic evasion. I wasn't getting hit with all the stuff, but I was still losing my weapons occasionally, which when you're using King Konkin with a puppet, that's the fucking worst. You don't want to lose your AM3. It just sucks. And it's just the dispel and stuff too. It's just there's a reason that that zone sucks. I I actually went out to do gates on Puppet Master, and I set up the Black Mage Puppet, and uh, I fought the Apex Cracklaws in the Cracklaw Room, and that actually wasn't that bad. I had to reevaluate my Black Mage Puppet. I've not put any work into it. Yeah, I mean, I, I still need to cap the skill. Like, I don't even have all the spells yet. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I think my highest tier spell is, like, Fire, fire 5, Fire 6, something like that. Fire 5, probably. It's the highest tier Fire spell you can get. But I still don't have Blizzard or Thunder because it just refuses to skill up, right? And uh, it's the last thing I skilled up. Like, I still need to do melee and all that stuff. But I don't sit there on, like, Ergonites and do it. I just skilled up naturally as I go. And I just let the thing cast. I mean, I only have, like, 200 JP on Puppet Master. 
I'm capped now. I just need some master levels so I can be all the because my the HP is a big deal for Ringai. And the hand to hand skill matters for hand to hand jobs too because that's part of your base damage. You'll do more damage if you have higher hand to hand skill. Yeah, unlike so it's actually jobs. really important that they get master levels. Yeah, yeah, hand to hand in particular gains quite a bit for master levels. It's a lot. It's annoying how lopsided that, that is. <laughs> yeah. Like, Black Mage 2 gains more from Master Levels than a DD would because those int tiers are a big part of Magic New Calculations. Oh, yeah, they are. And it changes what gear you can wear, too, if you're hitting, like, certain tiers now being Master Level 30 as opposed to Master Level 20 as opposed to 10 to 0, you know? It's another reason and, like, Black every Mage time is popular. Because you, you gotta, yeah. you gotta like, min-max your sets, and it's, like, really tinkery and not, like, a puff way. Yeah, you have to, like, figure it out specific to the content as opposed to the tier of content. And that's kind of how I've been looking at it. That's why when you made fun of my my sets dot magic burst dot ongo, I was like, yeah, I have a dot ongo because I have specific stats to ongo. I think it'd make more sense too to make sets that are sort of um, high magic accuracy, low magic accuracy. Like a DD would have like tiered accuracy sets. It would make more sense to have like tiered int sets on Black Mage. Yeah, so you can make the most out of your magic accuracy before applying more needing food choices, that sort of thing. Even though generally on Black Mage, because the food choices you get are pretty poor. It's almost Fox, always better to try to... Do I need them? Yeah. No, no, I have no, all has. the hands. Okay, Carrot was coming wait, in wait. doing Trove. These aren't, these aren't the Dancer TP ones. These right? are the Dancer TP ones, right? What, the Captain's Gloves? Uh, the Enhancing Duration. Enhancing Duration for Rune Fencer Paladin. Oh, no, I have that. Okay, Thank yeah, you, though. Yeah, yeah, she just did Trove. She was going to give them to you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm, I'm only missing those hands, and I got fucking outlawed by someone who's never going to use them. The only time I've ever seen them drop, so... I still need the ones for Aquavale, because Aquavale is great for Blue Mage, uh, AoE burning, and I, I need those for Blue still. Or want them for I Blue, not necessary. wear those. Yeah, I was super excited, because I, those were actually the first ones I ever got, and that was for Red Mage. I got from Trove, uh, um, the Regal Cuffs. But yeah, I have all of the Regal hands, except for the Dancer Convert. TP the damage ones. Those I have those. I just never knew what they'd even before. What are you using for in dancer? They're just really garbage for the other effect of no accuracy multi hit. It's an option that you can <laughs> that you can wear really. Like as far as like you're receiving damage, right? But you know the damage isn't going to kill you. But you know you got to spam you know more weapon skills or whatever. Like you can you can use the damage conversion because it's a uh, slot that makes you take more damage too without being able to take more away. So it seems like it's a very super niche piece for I guess. Dancing. You can also use it to turbocharge your TP while taking more damage to cure yourself. So you can use it as like a pseudo cure cheat, like a paladin would. Seems. Seems it's sketchy. Really, yeah. I look. Here's the thing. They're not great, but you can use them, and you can use them in that capacity, and they're fine. But it doesn't mean that they go in like all of your sets the moment you get them. Like most of the time, if you're tanking the Horus Bangles plus three, are obviously going to be better because they're like having a mini Burt Gang strapped to your hands. And then, um, like the Terms Mitts are also good because if you're parrying and you're going to gain 100 TP per parry, that's pretty sweet 100 as well. HP. Or yeah, 100 HP. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. So yeah, like I mean, you you'd be competing with both of those if you're gonna try to use those pieces, but you can use them in a really janky way where you can you can like turbocharge your own waltzes with it. So here's the question: Is Outer Rock Cosnar bats gonna be available now that Apex Crawlers are out? And hopefully, I would love if they took like uh, Garlic Citadel and added Apex Mobs to the Citadel. That would be really awesome. But would Outer Rock Cosnar bats be available now? Because I mean, that would be... I like that zone. It's really out of the way, but 
that zone's really nice in terms of accuracy and damage you can do to you know their piercing weak mobs and stuff. That's a really nice zone. If the, if the bots move out, yeah. The, the, here's the problem: like the the bots are still going to generate whatever EP or, or CP or whatever that they're generating at the zones they're already in, so they don't really have a huge incentive to move them, which I'm kind of okay with because I don't really want all, all of them to suddenly converge on Crawler's Nest because I don't want to go to those gates. I'd rather go to Crawler's Nest. Correct. It's just a better zone. Um, so more power to them. Just just sit in Doe Gates and bot the shit out of it. I don't get, I don't care anymore. Um, obviously, I'd rather they be gone, but if they're not going to be, this is the next best situation. So, like, I don't see a reason why they would want to move out of uh, Inner Razkanar or Outer Razkanar, because if they're already bringing in the EP that they are, then they don't have to program the bot to go kill something else. They're just still doing it. And as long as they have clients that are willing to to run out there and or super warp out there to, to figure out how they're going to get their EP because they're terrible, then, you know, there's they still have clientele, right? So the only thing that's going to really make them move is if all of a sudden they don't have clientele or if they in some way are getting more benefit out of going to a different zone. Yeah. I wouldn't want to have to run there every time. Like, that's the only it's thing the that I've always run. about it. Yeah. I, I hate running there. It's a, it is a great camp, though. Like, I've camped there a few times. It's just it never feels like it's worth it by the time you get there, sadly, because you're always uh, I, I camped there as Bard uh, quite a few times. Um, with a with a party and everything, and I really hated fighting the bots for like bat spawns and stuff. It's pretty frustrating. I never even bothered fighting the twitter rooms there because of the paralyze. Oh no, I wouldn't either. And the blind. I forgot there even were apex for the rooms. Yeah, no, yeah. There's as many of them what? as there are bats, unfortunately. What? I'm good. You know, and at least they're not adding ridiculous mobs out of the way, like apex ironclad and twitter room and shit. <laughs> yeah, apex ironclad. Uh, uh, or those uh, those Apex Umbrals. Those things ruin the Razkanar camps, dude. There's so many really good uh, uh, inner court camps that would exist if there were no Umbrals. Like, especially Apex the Apex Umbrals. Yeah, dude, the Apex Umbrals are terrible. They are. Um, ICP on them as Ninja, though, or I get uh, Master Points on them as Ninja because Ninja destroys them, but I wouldn't try to, to fight them as, like, any normal party or anything. That's just straight terrible. Like they hit you with like zombie and shit. It's it's awful. And the paralyze is very potent. And yeah, the it is. doom, like the not doom curse, is really shitty too. And bio, mm-hmm. depend. It's just really all around bad. Yeah, yeah. You so, just hybrid them. You hybrid them to death as fast as you can while taking no damage, and that's why ninja fights them really well. So if it was a choice, I mean, because there's not really too much I can say about apex besides party compositions, which we kind of talked about. You really just. Like I talked about the Apex Pockhounds group that I had at the time with you on Beast. It was really great. You on Beast, me on was I on Blue Mage? No, I was on Yeah, you're on Blue. I was on Blue Mage. We were closing yeah, skill chain. We had a we had a summoner and we had a Geo and then the Samurai and Black Mage teamed up and just everyone that little group on Pockhounds magic bursting uh, off of the samurai and then you and I killing the mob with skill chains. Uh, with the just the summoner pulling and buffing and magic bursting with their frit and stuff like that. Like, that was really good. Like, you don't need these boss-ass NM compositions of, I need a core, yeah. I need a bard, I need a geo, I need R15D. Like, you don't need that. You just need jobs that cooperate efficiently and make the mo- use of their stuff. Like, summoner is really nice for these 
uh, Apex groups too. I love taking Summoner. They're available. People have them because they think it's the only way to make a fucking Aeonic weapon because they're stupid, but they can still play it in the CP. <laughs> and like it provides me my haste too, so I don't have to use a bunch of trust and shit. I'm almost capped at that point. And it provides me like great uh, 10% attacks, not amazing, but for a nine minute Warcry when I don't have Warcry, the attack's nice. And the TP bonus for a lot of weapon skills is really great. And they can magic burst on top of light skill chains with Ifrit for a bunch of damage and, and pull or anything else. And it's just nice to have a summoner there as opposed to like another DD. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that I dislike about the parties that people consider suboptimal is when I don't have haste cap. <laughs> Like yeah. I haste cap is like the one thing that, that I will go out of my, my way to get. And like, I'll deal with janky, you know, we don't have a core. That's fine. Like we don't have a bard. That's fine. Like if we have a geo and someone who can provide haste two or even haste one, then that's great. Um, as long as I have haste cap, I'm good. Um, I'll take less I'll people and bring out damage. like, uh, the dancer or the, um, the bard trust along with just like a, like one geo or just the summoner or red mage or something and take out the bard trust. Which means I can't use the Shira earring because then Omi will just sing. I'll use like uh, uh, Monbro or whatever so that she won't use ballads. She'll just use, depending on your jobs too, she'll just use uh, marches. And that with just a summoner is really good too. You don't have to, like, trust can be better than bringing other people. You know, I think that's why I like all the dual wheel jobs uh, because, like, even if I don't have ace cap, as long as you can tier your dual wheel properly, like, you're still going to be at attack cap anyway. You're not going to get like as much TP, or it won't be quite as efficient. But it, it bothers me less than like swinging once and then waiting because somebody didn't put haste back on me and being like, "Uh, why?" Here's a good one too. If you're in the right Unity Concord, which you should be, you can go on like Rune Fencer or Ninja or Paladin or something, and use Sylvie as one of your six slots or something, or replace one of the you can't find a Geo, can't find a Bard. Use Sylvie because she'll use Indie Haste. Yeah, I think she uses like an 850 Indie Haste or something. I'm pulling up the page right now. I don't think she's a 900 geo. Oh, it's only in trust. You could always call back to use the entrust, but yeah. Um, which one is she in trust? Uh, no, she just use indie haste. She'll entrust indie regen, uh, indie refresher, paladin rune. But she'll always have indie haste on, which is 28.8 percent. So if you use her and can't get someone else yeah. to use haste two, yeah, you just need haste one at that point, essentially. Mm -hmm. So that's a great way actually, to cap on those jobs. Actually. There's a lot of trust. I think even she'll use haste one. Wait, does she, she does cast haste one. Uh, there's always yes. So she'll actually cap your haste by yourself if you're on a tank job, which is kind of nice. Now she's not always reliable though, which is a thing. She won't haste other people. She'll only haste you. Yeah. But the indie haste is reliable. So you you know that's for the whole party. If you're on those three jobs, uh, you know it's a great way to bring that haste cap to the group. Yeah, I actually I I do use her on uh, I I'm in her unity and. I do use her as ninja quite a bit just to ensure that I'm at haste cap. Like yeah. if there's like slows being thrown around and stuff. Because another valuable part about her, her indie haste and like song haste and stuff like that is that if you have a slow effect on and you're over hasted by your trust or your party, you can sometimes just straight up ignore that slow effect, which is, is kind of nice. Like we actually use that on Ongo a little bit too. Like I'll, uh, we have Embrava and then and like both marches on the Rune Fencer. So that way if he gets slowed, he already has Soul Voice plus Embrava. So or Dispelled. Yeah, or even dispelled. Yeah, he's already overhasted, so it doesn't interfere with his ability to skill chain or anything. Stuff like that. Um, it's notoriously used for like key fights. Uh, every kiss begins with K fights, um, <laughs> where you're trying to do like a solo skill chain damage. Like if you're a dragoon or a samurai or a monk, just 
doing the skill chain method and just beating him to death with skill chains, um, you generally want to be overcapped on haste, so that way the slow spikes don't affect you at all when he's in that mode, and you're usually good to go to. So any, anyone who's sitting there with a Pruru or Yuan Renorin, you really don't need him most of the time. Especially, you don't even, just not even a case of Mambro or Yagnus, you just really don't need it most of the time. If you're doing nothing besides fighting at M's and you just need the cures, sure. Um, but they're really no replacement for a healer, and they're good, I've used them in the past, but sometimes you might have wanted them, but most of the time you really should just be with Sylvie. So if you're a ninja or any of those jobs, and you can switch over to Sylvie and make the most out of your CP and get some other people in your link shell or someone else with you for Apex parties, just switch over and make everyone's life better. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, uh, the list of, of acceptable uh, Unity trusts is getting smaller and smaller. It's basically Sylvie and Sylvie. Yeah. Honestly, I, I don't mind Kupipi either, uh, because like if you plant Kupipi somewhere and then walk the mob away from her, you know where, where she's always going to be, and you don't have to worry about her running all, all over the fucking place like Gignus does. <laughs> yeah, you don't have that. to worry about Monboro. You don't have to worry about Monboro standing in front of you and trying to be a paladin. Uh, he does like, that. Kupipi is actually okay. Yeah, but having to move away from her is kind of annoying, too. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, usually you're, if you're solo, that's when you're bringing a trust like that out. And if you're solo, it usually means like nobody's running around being fucking stupid, which means you can usually take the time to just move the mob without feeding it a ton of TP and stuff. And it's generally pretty safe just to set things. And you know, a big problem I think people have too they don't think about is they have not done the Mog Garden because why would you do the Mog Garden? I'm rank six. I paid 140 mil for one step of Vera. I'm (laughs) fucking shit. So the Mog Garden is really great, not only because you get 2% movement speed, but if you have the the chops especially during a campaign to raise the cactus up with those bullshit sunflower seeds that suck to get um then that is a three a tick all refresh to the trust so having three a tick is really a big deal when you're not using like these i'm using the not to restore my mp constantly unity trust which is a big reason of why i think they're popular is because people run out of mp on their trust because they don't call like you're in to refresh or get ballad from Olmia or or evoker's roll from Coltad or whatever. But on top of that, if you switch to Sylvie and you're stuck with like Kupipi, who's not that bad, uh having like if you're a paladin in this case or a rune fencer, having indie refresh entrusted from Sylvie means now you have that for five attack refresh, which is really helpful, but having the Mog Garden usually good enough. The Mog Garden refresh is really helpful for Apex parties if you're using trust. Yeah, so um, I have Monbro and Ignis, and I'll usually use one or the two um, if I'm not using Kapipi for very specific positional things like I just got done saying. But um, the only reason I use Ignis is I also plan to use Arciella at the same time. For the refresh. And the t- two of them, yeah, they'll give you an auto-refresh uh, Geomancy, which is awesome. It helps keep Omia off of using those refresh uh, songs. Uh, she won't ballad nearly as often. And uh, on top of that, them together heal like a boss like illustrious aid plus everything ignis is doing keeps you alive so you can go really hard on like a lot of the buff trusts and stuff and that's actually a really nice combo and incentive to finish your mod garden uh because if you roll into like crawler's nest s you can probably just treat these guys like a wandering party and you can just run around solo and stuff off of it um though that's actually the trust setup that i used when i went in as dark knight and fell cleaved uh solo is uh, I, I rolled up with uh, with Ignis. yeah. Talk about the Dark Knight Fell Cleave thing too, because that's interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's pretty straightforward. It's basically just how I did it in Dynamis. 
Um, you just make a skill chain on something, you cap your HP, you use Dread Spikes, and then uh, you just pull... I, I didn't pull a ton of mobs. Like I pulled like maybe maybe 10. That's a good amount of mobs. Yeah, and then you just you just fell cleave until they're all gone. With Lycurgus? It takes a little while. Um, yeah, Lycurgus, yeah. It, it takes a little while because like you're only doing about 11k like best case scenario because you have trust buffs you know it's nothing amazing um but it's a nice burst once all of them die and usually they all die within chain of each other so like you're you're, you're pulling like an instant 10 chain and then another instant 10 chain and you know it, it takes it takes a few fall cleaves to get there but you know it's it's not terrible cp like if you're tired of doing the same solo skill chain um you can just switch gears and just do broken dark knight things the yeah, I went out and did that. It, it's it's not nearly as amazing as as it could it seems because it's like oh man he's he's solo AOEing stuff oh that's so cool. It, it's just Dark Knight shit. Like if you've ever been on Dark Knight, you, you probably know that you can do that. Alolan Edge is more powerful in there anyway. Oh yeah, I should probably use Alolan Edge on Dark Knight actually instead of uh, instead Folk of like Kyrgyz or Folkleave. Yeah, I just haven't time to mess around. But that sounds really good for cleaving too. My concern is going to be that multiple parties go down there and cleave, and there's a lot of mobs. But if everyone's pulling like twenty, thirty mobs, you're going to run a mobs pretty quick with bots and cleavers. Yeah, I mean, I saw people cleaving, but I didn't see the mobs disappearing in a in a way that mattered. Like, I guess you could get like a paladin down there that can pull the entire zone. Like, I'm more than certain that that's possible. Um, I, I could probably do it on my paladin actually. Um, but well, that bragging. pull would take so long. Well, no, I mean, what I'm, what I'm saying is, is that any paladin who's geared out to tank like V20 bosses should be able to do this. The, the problem, though, is that the pull is going to be so slow that it's probably not worthwhile to do it. Like, you'd, you'd just be pulling it just to show people that you can, and I the, guess. The problem, too, would be at that point um, you would have to be using JA0 because you're going to get lag, you're going to get stuck on mobs, you're not going to be able to move, animation lock from so many swings. Like, there's just going to be... Yeah. You're just... It's going to be... It's, it's going to be impossible at a certain point, it's, but... Gonna be like pulling. It's gonna be like that that seventy five red mage or seventy five paladin that used to pull all the astral parties in Crocola Tunnel. <laughs> like you end up losing a lot of the mobs if you don't pull extremely slowly, and a lot of times you won't even be able to see that many mobs on the screen at the same time. So you'll you'll go through all the motions of of pulling like this, and you'll also be losing about just as many mobs as you're pulling trying to do it. So it's really not worth it to try to make like the massive mega pulls outside of a cool screenshot of getting like instant chain 200 or something. I but think it's I, I everyone bother. around you too, which is dumb. Yeah. I, I wouldn't bother doing that. It's, it's, it's pretty dumb and super time consuming. It would probably take upwards of 20 minutes to make that pull if you were super efficient because the, the mobs will just de-aggro and shit. So if you had another zone added that had apex mobs in it, Fox, what zones or zone, if you only have one you can think of, would you want to see have apex added to it? Lorusia. That'd be interesting. I mean, then again, probably not because I, I just, I just want, I, I just want the music box music in the background while I'm while I'm CP. Did mention that's one of my favorite zones in that one, uh, yeah. one of your favorites episode. That is it's a good, so good, it's a good jam. Did you do the uh, SE survey? Not that I'm gonna have a digression, of course, but uh, what SE survey? There's an SE survey out. Um, let's see. Uh, as of this moment, when I click on the news, oh, was it the thing that you posted? Because that. I thought that was just you posting a random S survey. That's the survey from SC. I don't do anything. I just do the fucking oh. Quizzilla bullshit and do surveys in my free time because I, I just, you know, have 140 mil to blow. 
I, I don't know. You might. Fox, how can I do 6 million plus deeps if I'm doing surveys? I mean, you might be doing surveys to figure it out. <laughs> is it worth it? You gotta get that feedback, right? Right now, it's posted March 7th or whatever. It's number four on the Play Online little news thing on Auction House. I'm sure by the time this comes out or you see it, maybe it'd be five. Who knows? But it's number four. And okay. you can do it until March 20th. So there's eight days left, soon to be seven. Uh, and it's just SE asking you, like, uh, your favorite NPC, the race your character is, your favorite music, why it's your favorite music, anything you want to tell the dev team. Wait, but I'm, I'm North American. Like, they're not going to read this. <laughs> Maybe. Let's see. They're conducting a survey in preparation for their upcoming 20th anniversary on Monday, May 16th. But the survey cutoff is March 20th. But I'll ask you, like, uh, you're responsible aid us in creating future content for the We Are Vana Deal website. Oh, boy. I hope they take my thing where I said, hey, right, remember to put anchovies on my pizza. That'll be good. <laughs> it is so good, though. Uh, Rafe was oh, a pizza guy. No, I haven't seen that. Yeah, um, you can give him that survey. I thought it was interesting to be able to tell him things. I said, please fix the body. Another cool place to put Apex Mobs would be like the Grand Palace of Huzoi. That'd be interesting. Well, I was going to say, yeah, I was told they, a... they added mobs to back when they first added more than 75. Like when the cap went to like 80, they added a the little harder bit of mobs and they were out of the way in bad spots. Uh... So you have to consider that too. They made this the new part of the map. When they've added Apex in the past, they've made them out of the way and out of rock cars and are. So certain things like the palace would be like, you're going to like run through all the towers and shit and it's like going to be a bad, a bad way. Because they don't want to mess with the old zone integrity for missions and stuff like that, it seems. That's true. But Elorisi Toll could be a good one. They just have to put no, him on the spot. There's not, a, there's not a ton of places. Like, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad they're branching out and using the past, though, because I do like the past zones. Past perfect. Um, I think Fort, Fort Kuruga Norugo or whatever would be really great. I agree. That'd, that'd be a great zone for it. That'd be a cool zone for it. Because other, other than, the, than the campaigns um, that you get for, like, a Silver Voucher or whatever, like, people don't go there. So you're not really interfering with and too it's, much. It's a nice zone, too, not just because you can run through a fort and a mountain and stuff like that. But when if you do the Windurst, the best storyline uh, in the past quests and stuff, there's like there's like an ocean side yeah. and there's just like all these little things in like this superior Tarongi Canyon of a zone, superior Ottawa Chasm of a zone. It's just like I just think the zone was pretty well done overall. Yeah, I'd like him to stay away from caves like uh, like Kuroko Tunnel. And that Gustav seems like where they're doing it. I, I, I uh, see. I, I don't want to go to those locations because i i remember from the 75 era like x being there a lot so i'm not as excited to try to go to the zones like same for like uh the calibri camps like i'm super glad there's no apex calibris um i'm really glad that they're coming in either ronfar or uh doau apex marids with apex chigos they're coming that'd be funny chigos imagine chris it's actually killing them, though. You wouldn't get points unless you actually finished them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, remember? Womp. How about the Maze of Shikrami Apex? It's the same sort of cave shit. Like, I yeah. I wouldn't want to go there. It'd be just as triggering. Um, I, spent, I spent so long in caves, man. Let me, let me, let me EP outside. <laughs> Hopefully I won't yeah, get Yeah, think about it. There's no Apex in an outside zone. Because originally the dungeons are the stuff that they changed the XP gains and stuff in in Adeline because they didn't want to apparently mess with the pristine outside world. 
So there's no apex yeah, outside of the dungeon. Yeah, I guess you're right. I'd never really thought of that. Because originally, yeah, right. originally before they added apex, they changed oh, the man. CP to those zones. Is why they put the apex there. Ravern site. That would be a cool zone to have apex in. That's the, that's the site they need. That's that's my vote. That's perfect. Yeah, because there there's one of those Ravern sites that you don't you hardly ever go into. You go into it like once. They added high level mobs there for that. Honestly, we, just remove them at this point and just yeah. put apex there. Yeah, just put apex instead. And you get really cool stuff like Apex Clusters, like that, stuff that nobody wants to fight. That zone, honestly, well, I don't talk about Apex it enough. Albro. I don't say how cool it is, but that zone's really pretty, and that's a nice zone. It is. That's actually one of my favorite zones. Uh, that one in Arusia Toll. Great memories uh, of getting um, to Sale there. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, that, that zone's really good. And plus it has... Um, it, it's very compartmentalized. So like, if you go to an island, that island could have like a spawn of mobs on it. And it'd be very obvious that only one party could, could be held there. So that one party zones in and doesn't get fucked with by anybody else. Yay. Um, or there's the larger areas where you could do larger poles or, or wandering and stuff like that. Like, I think there's a lot of really good setup in those zones for, like, different kinds of camps that you could use that would be really neat. But it'll be full of spell on and paralyze and shit on the Apex uh, Wyverns. Yeah, Apex Wyverns would suck. Um, Apex Flytraps would suck. It'd be Apex like, Flies and Clusters would be the first things I think of. And Hippogriffs. Apex Hippogriffs. Not the oh. worst, but pretty bad. Oh, Nihility Song? Nihility Song and Terror and oh. Paralyze. Yeah, they would add those. Maybe Ravine Sight's not the best choice. Because to be mobs that are... They don't add mobs that aren't around there. Nihility Song. Uh, but Light Crystals. Just all the shit that, that fucking dispels you. Apex Morble, because there's Morbles in that zone. Yeah, the Apex Morbles is the one that I, I just... People would only go there for the flies. <laughs> yeah. And they may be orange, but how many flies are you going to fight now that you have them in the crawler's nest? Because it's all about the apex clusters, right? Because you don't need the mob just self-destructing. they got to self-destruct up to three times. Yeah, those are self-destruct and kill people. That would be a really bad zone overall. Uh, it'd be really cool. The finesse zone. Yeah. But it'd be a sweet zone, though. That's the thing. Oh, well, I mean, there's vultures and stuff out there, too. Yeah, you can fight some more birds like bird, that aren't pink. Apex birds. Birds that are not pink. How about uh, Apex Misro Coast then? You got crabs. I mean, they have to be the water though. They wouldn't put crabs. Like, uh... Even Lafay's Meadows would be a decent zone. That one's not used. You could use Lafay's Meadows. Yeah, they're fine. They got trees. Like you spawn in. You spawn in after the the Prami missions into Lafay's Meadows. Yep, trees, sheep, uh, leeches. Sheep would be a good target. Fomars. Like sleep sucks and all, but foamers. Yeah, but only at night. That'd they be have Berserk, man. That's true. The awkward camp. Do extra damage. Flies are in that zone. Fly traps. Bees. Apex they already have the bees. Birds. Apex bees. That's what we need is a final sting. I think just more campaign zones having Apex in them would be nice. I do like the sigil Especially food bonus. Yeah, yeah. You get the sigil food bonus, right? And then you also... There's just like very wide open spaces out there that you hardly ever go to. Like you travel through the Shadow Rain zones on the way to like specific locations for the story, but you don't really interact with the zone outside of passing through it unless you're doing a campaign battle, at which point the campaign battle is only in this little tiny area anyway. Um, or it's in a much smaller section comparatively to the rest of the map. Like there's a lot of empty space in there that you can just like slap Apex mobs into and it'd be fine because it wouldn't get in the way of anybody either to have them there. here's here's a good one for doing the past so the cast will be bad because of how hard it is to get through it in terms of running around it sucks uh but is somewhat of the same 
It's not Badeau. It's um, Badeau is so ugly though. Yeah, but Laval, Laval would be great for that. Yeah, yeah, Gr- Laval, Grubberg, Apex Orcs, uh, Apex sure. Orcs. Ape- there's imps in that zone too, which is not great. I mean, but... we we've done enough. You've done enough wave three divergence in Sandy to know that exactly what Apex Orcs would do to us anyway, and they're fine. You just don't try to take them on dancer. I think Apex Imps would be interesting because you'd want to have bar fire and shit. Yeah, the imps are imps are annoying. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I don't so know I, I hate any mob. I hate any mob that amnesias, just because we don't have a good, we don't have a way to remove it really outside of Akforia Ring. So Akforia Ring, it's just a slowdown. Because even bar fire and bar amnesia isn't the guarantee that you'll resist it. Like it'll happen sometimes, and it'll always be at the worst time because that's when you'll notice it. I feel like it's not going to be a zone that's right, right in your face. There's a, they, like I think they're trying to avoid putting Apex mobs out in sight. So like if they made Apex mobs and like Battalia Downs, it would be up the ramp before up on the hill. Yeah, up on the hill that you use. Well, I guess there's a ramp in the past, so, you know, they use the Mandragora uh, before you go to the glacier. It'd be like where like Lumberjack would spawn or something, which is a good spot, frankly. Lumberjack spot's yeah. good. There's nothing there. In non-shadow range, Zones, it doesn't make sense to put the apex all over the place because I mean, new players will shit a brick, right? But in the shadow rain zones, like that's perfectly fine, like that should be free game to put it anywhere because there's already like level 90 mobs out there anyway. I feel like uh, SE has this bullshit complex of like trying to keep the game the way it is without like without still changing, without like ruining it. Like that's where they had to add a new area to the map for the crawler's nest because I think that's the like it doesn't make sense in most ways, and like, like we could do it's fair game, put it anywhere. But I think they have like a thing where they're trying to keep some integrity intact, and it's kind of weird. That means we're probably going to see like Garlash Citadel get the same treatment. I would imagine that's probably the next yeah. one. Yeah, because Garlash Citadel, and then it's a the, better zone than the Necropolis because we're going to do fight skeletons, Apex skeletons. That wouldn't be too bad as a blunt, but I mean, you already have skeletons. You'd also do the same thing in uh, in Garlash. I mean, you get bats yeah. though. You slimes. Like Apex bats would be neat. Like Beetles, scorpions, yeah. bombs, weapons. There's weapons in Citadel. Yeah. Do the Doom Toad things? The Apex Doomed. Hey, those usually explode. Like those typically have low defense. Yeah, and you could use you know undead killer. It's true. Fight undead that aren't just skellies. Maybe they could really... actually like a better skellies zone than just Roskinar would be kind of nice because then you could have like a, a pseudo. A pseudo like KRT party running around just like a bunch of monks doing stupid shit. It would, would kind of suck to get to, but if they took uh, Bustan Glacier S down by the lake where Scylla pops, there's no reason they can't move Scylla. They've moved NMs in the past, but just like out of the way there, like when you go to do um, the eye clear in Bustan Dynamis, like having it past that lake and having Apex down past the Scylla. Scylla Ruzzer Lake, and you have like Apex Ruzzer down there and stuff would be interesting. Oh, dude, imagine if they slapped them all over Soja. <laughs> well, they, there's honestly there's places to put them right. because there are they, there's like, like up the cliffs and stuff. Trying to get to some of those camps, like going through the wrong portals and shit, or that or that weird puzzle where you have to be in first person mode or the camera fucks with you and you you get lost forever. What are you talking about? There's uh there's that one set of of identical looking rooms. Where your camera actually changes, and that's what causes. Oh, you said you said Soja. Oh, you're right. Okay, I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Where where if you're in in first person view, though, you walk through those doors, and like you you can get through it. It's like the one time in the game you use first person view to an advantage. That's how that's done. 
it's a little known trick. Like not everyone did that. How about we just make it real simple, Fox, and have Apex mobs attack in campaign, and they go and attack the cities, and you have to fight Apex in the cities under campaign yes. uh, battle. That'd be great. Oh, dude, I would do it. I'd fight off Shadow Hand. Do you Let's know how, do this. You know how fun it was. Like they just—they all become Apex. How fun it was to defend the cities and Windurst and Sandy and stuff when the mobs were attacking them. That was like the best part of campaign. Those attacks were rare too. Yeah, like you get lucky to be on when that was going on. Not like, on. I defended. Not on times. Pandemonium, one of the smallest yeah. servers before the merge. It happened all the time. Oh, uh, yep. Dude, I never see it happen now, and like nobody does campaign. So, like, it, it seems like, like Winters does a great job of defending itself nowadays. I don't know if they changed something about it and caused that or something. You know, honestly, if we're thinking about mobs and quality of mobs and how big a zone is, and if it's an outside zone and not the Necropolis or Citadel. Uh, Roland Berry Fields S. Big zone, lots of mob diversity, places you can put stuff. That'd be a good zone. That's actually the zone I was thinking of when I was talking about Shadow Rain zones and, and putting slugs. the Apex mobs in there. Slugs, yeah. leeches, crawlers, bats, gooboos. Those are all good mobs to fight, frankly. Gooboos do silence and paralyze and shit and hurt you when they punch you with blow and beat down. But otherwise, you know, gooboos are cool to fight. Which is everything they do, but they're cool to fight. Slugs aren't too I mean, bad. Yeah, I don't know about fighting slugs, but... Well, I mean, they, they're going to kind of suck to use Blunt on or whatever, but you could just, you know, hurt them. It's better than getting something like Apex stuff in Grauberg, where you you would end up with uh, Grauberg like Apex, Apex Peisty. Apex or Pesties. Apex Pesties, whatever they are. Peace. Yeah, Apex, pa- Apex, uh, Apex Saplings. Get wrecked. Sprout spin me out of this dimension, baby. Slumber powder and, and miss me in AFK. I would be. I would want to be wandering through Grubberg and just seeing a party just frozen and getting doomed because of Grim Glower. Just seeing the entire party <laughs> dying because you're walking by and like they're getting Grim Glower. Apex Pixies. Yeah, man. Apex Pixies. They're so weak. Everyone would kill all the Apex Pixies. They wouldn't have much in the way of TP moves because they're not like the the evil Pixies that have all the bad TP moves. Yeah. The 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 Omen one slash Rising. They're ones. different subspecies of Pixie. There's goblins in that zone too, right? So you could do Apex goblins would be stupid and bomb toss hurt people. It'd be fun. We go back to those days of bomb toss killing people, Fox. Even though I don't like the caves, I think uh, Apex and Movopolis would be cool too. Because you could use the other Movopolis that nobody goes into. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. Um, I think get campaign old... points. You get um, conquest points, man. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of places they could do it. And lots of zones that really go underused, so... Who knows? I don't think there's a particular mob I really feel like fighting, as long as it's not an annoying mob. Like the hippogriffs would be terrible. <laughs> like, as much as I really like the river, I really like yeah, I really like the river inside idea. But the problem is that every mob there is is never a mob you would ever want to fight an apex of. You could just isn't there yeah. a worm NM up there? Maybe they'd be apex worms you could fight. Oh god. <laughs> apex worms in the ravine site. Not like not worms, but worms. Oh yeah. Oh no, I'm bound. I can't pull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. As, as long as whatever they do, though, is adds as many as they added this time, I think that we're in business. Because the, the more can the more giant camps like this they add, the the less the RMT can actually like dilute these camps and, and take it away from us. So it, it's it's a good way to counteract stuff if they're going to fucking do nothing about them, you know, directly. So as long as they keep doing that. 
And if they put it in cool zones, then, you know, that's just a cherry on top. Because eventually they're going to have to hit at, uh, harder mobs because the master level is going to go up past the 30. We're at the 40, 50, and they're going to add harder mobs because you're yeah. now, you know, another 10 levels more accuracy. So eventually if you're master level 60, it's a lot different than master level 20. That's an extra 40 accuracy off the bat. So if you had a mob with 40 more evasion, it's like you didn't hit anything at that point. So you more XP. And- yeah. And, and imagine sitting at like the 1.5 million TNLs that'll, that'll start existing. It's going to get really bad. Yeah. Well, table and I were trying to get like 300, 300, 500 EP a kill to 1.5 million. (laughs) Table and I were speculating that, um, you know, how you get all the CP bonus that's like ridiculous off of other things, but like the uh, ROE objectives, as I said earlier, doing missions and stuff. Uh, We were speculating that maybe they would add into that. But now that I was thinking that as I was going to say it, my thought process changed. How about instead of adding it to the things you already have? There's the whole line of missions that are like not missions, but are in ROE that you have to go through it to doing a certain number of ROE objectives and stuff like that. People don't even do them because there's no reason to do them. But how about adding EP bonuses to the secret quest chain inside ROE that no one cares about? Oh, That'd be great. I'm like halfway through one of them. Like I have most of those done, but it's like the one where you have to like set off the firework and like raise a dead guy. Like I've done like half of those ones. <laughs> Yeah, I've done none of them. Really? Yeah, they're, they're not hard to do. Yeah, I know. Just but... I was trying to get them so I could up my mastery rank or whatever, but uh, I'm kind of I, I sort of started losing interest in it. Like I, I thought it'd be cool to hit like what is it rank eight someday? Is that the highest one? I don't know what it is. It's a Funkworks question. Uh, yeah, with, with Funk on the quests that he's on to do it from what I understand, and like still not being there, and he already has a much higher head start than me. I don't know if I'd ever pull that off. And it would just be for me. Like, I would still never pop into Mentor Chat. Oh, I, I, Except I, I, if I pop into Mentor Chat, people ban me instantly, because they don't like when I say things. Oh, well, there you go. See, you'll just get banned, and then I'll get rank 8. So It's only 24 hours, Fox. I'll just, just come back. I'll set neg timer. <laughs> and you can unmute someone if you're there when that happens. No, there's, that's absolutely stupid. Like that, that, that the whole chat system would still stay blocked. Like we don't use it appropriately. I knew it was a bad idea when it came out. I, yeah, fuck it. I, I, I want nothing to do with it. I'm looking for the quest line for ROE. Well, which ROE? ROE? ROE quest. Here we ROV. go. ROV. It's the very bottom under other. Uh, yeah, yeah. Telepoint, pilgrimage, culling the darkness, petals of recollection. That one set off an Okua Ronman in an area of your choice. But you have to like have a certain number of ROEs done to even get these accessed, and then you have to go through them. Uh, grudge, deal a requisite number of, uh, defeat a requisite number of Yagado High Priests in Castle Ostrosia. But these like these I unlock as one. you do them. Yeah, Golden Rule, cast spells that revive an adventurer for being knocked out a requisite number of times. That's right. Gather, I set off the firework directly in front of the NPC, so I wouldn't forget where it was. Gather off a vessel. Gather up a vessel that has lost its light and a stolen intellect. Then offer these two hollow entities to a mage who resides within a hall where the goddess is both venerated and detested. So that's going to be the um, hall, the gods thingy before you go up the sky. What is that called? Just you hall think the gods? so, but that's not actually where it takes place. Where does it take place? Both I've re- done that one too. Both revered. And I don't remember where it is, but I thought it was going to be there too, but it wasn't. There's only veneration going on there too. There's no detesting. So is that going to be like the Kulu, the whatever, the Tomberry people? 
before they became Tomberries? Is that going to be in like? Yeah, it's it's in the Temple of Uglathea somewhere. Ah, see, see, I went to it. That's my my bare lore knowledge because they were like the cursed people and the Zillard. Should be another great place for Apex mobs. Yeah, yeah honestly, Apex Tomberry, Apex not the worst. The size terrible though. Everyone's rancor. Will there be Apex corals, bees, um, dolls? What else is there? There's dolls? Apex oh, dolls. It's, it's doing the self-destruct enemy. 9-9-9-9 self-destruct. Yeah. Took 100k oh, damage self-destruct. It'd be great. Yeah, slap that shit up in Sky. But not inside Sky. I don't want to fight inside one of those all-white zones ever again. Um, but outdoor Sky would be cool. So it's a bruised starfruit and a faded crystal to the Temple of Ugalepith. Ugalepi? Whatever it is. Yep. Is that the room with the paintbrush you go in there? Uh, it's one of those painting rooms. I don't know if it's exactly that room. I remember, but that. it is one. From when I there's two. The, I had to get the paintbrush, and I remember because the paintbrush used to be really important in '75, so you could be the guy who could let people in because no one else had it, and everyone yeah. was like, "Who can let me in?" And uh, I remember doing that, and I'm like, "Oh, this room's really cool." And I like walked around it and looked at it, and I was well, like, "Yeah." There's two painting rooms. Uh, one of them is for the paintbrush, and then one of them is is a different one with paintings that you can look at. I think it's the other one with the paintings in it. Oh, is that the one like the where you had to get the mob to open a door with Magro because you don't want to be bothered to farm the key, like the Carbuncle Mitz one? No, it's not. I don't think it's the one in that, that's in that direction. If that's so, then there's there's a third one, or I'm just misremembering it. I'd, I'd but been there, many years. The, yeah, because there, there's one where you use the paintbrush and you get to Rancor that way, uh, then a Rancor. Yeah, that's the one everyone goes to for their, um, their uh, Tomberry objectives for the Ambuscade. And then there's one that that's outside of like a nation mission uh, of some sort that you that you go to. I think that's the one past like the thief's knife uh, section there in the off the jungle. Could be. I don't remember it clearly. Like I did that one, but I also did these 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 missions, and I'm not through all of them. Um, I did the ROE. What is it? Three or four? You have like nine that. of them uh, after that. Yeah, yeah. There's there's still a ton of them. Like, I didn't get to the one where you have to do cap damage yet or something. I know I'm not that far. Remembrance of Flowers Past. Just like old times, set off an Okua Ronman in the same location you chose in the Petals of Recollection objective. Yeah. Wow, it has to be the same. How do they know that spot? I don't know. That's why I set it off in front of the NPC, though. I didn't want it to break. So I just set it off directly in front of the NPC. How, what if you never find the game? spot again? You will find the spot again. It's just the same zone. Oh, so you just have to like run around the zone hitting fireworks yeah, that, nonstop. That's fucking stupid. And that, that that existed long after that came out. So if you didn't do it now in hindsight, you would never know where you were. Yeah. Oh, look. It's like, oh, here's one of them. Quit- Over 90,000 deal 999999 points of damage. Yeah, I haven't gotten to that one yet. but that, that, I bet that one was harder when that came out. That one's not as hard now. But I think they should add EP bonuses to those. Yeah, I think that would be cool. It incentivize people to actually do that stuff. Because just like the rank 6 people, you don't have to do it to get your points, but you can. Yeah, and I mean, there's no other reason to experience all these parts of the game that they're holding so sacred they're not going to put Apex mobs there. So they might as well incentivize people to experience it through other means, right? So there's... Yeah, I mean, going around to all these locations you wouldn't go to otherwise isn't going to happen unless they give us a reason to, basically. At least for most people. They chose the randomest fucking things. Defeat Dim Gruzub, who prowls Arapago Reef by herself. 
<laughs> yeah. Bloody. So that you can do crazy amounts of damage to him. 999, which comes later. Oh. Looks like I'll have to go back out there. And that's like <laughs> that, that's like the theme of TOAU too, is to travel through a zone and then have to travel through it again. Go back. I can do it twice. Why? Because fuck you. While letting everything hang free, find the tome with an illegible spine. So that's what the, the, the book room you can't read in Windurst Waters through one of the rosteries there when you walk in by the home point? I don't know. I think that's the one. Anyway, so I think we've covered Apex if we want to finish Ambuscade for two seconds. Uh, yeah, I, it's, just, it's just Antica again. It's cool that like a lot of the stuff with the recent update it seems to point to, hey, do more things with Black Mage. Uh, this is a very Black Mage-friendly Ambuscade. But it's also an Ambuscade that's pretty friendly to a lot of strats. People shouting for Pup. I, I keep seeing people shout for a Arkua Ballista set. I'm like, what? <laughs> They're yelling for it over and over again. Someone was Master Level 25 Pup. They, the they demanded ML25 Pup, which is oddly specific. Are they just... Are they overdriving the cactus? I, I guess they're that's... overdriving the cactus, but people keep yelling for Pup to do it. That's the hard way. I don't or know. Or are they just, are they getting like a certain like critical mass of pups and just sticking them on the boss? Someone was yelling to just... duo with Pup today, so maybe it's just two pups kill it really quickly with overdrive? I guess. I mean, I guess the puppet isn't going to die to the ads getting spawned, as long as you're careful. And maybe overdrive just runs through the ads so fast they don't care. It could be. I mean, or you could just not get ads and just magic burst the cactus immediately. <laughs> like, so, there's a lot of ways to do it. You just take a scholar, they set up the gravitation skill chain, and two deaths kill the cactus, and then you just yeah. nuke with scholar to kill the uh, main Antican NM because ads don't spawn if you kill the cactus, and that's it. Yep. Yeah. In fact, you don't even need a uh, you don't even need like a bard or anything. Just cap haste, and then use those same black mages like in Zola's video, and just skill chain uh, magic burst the uh, just multi step the the boss to death. He dies super fast. With two black mages present, yeah, super easy month. That's good. Of course, you also have to get. Yeah, uh, I mean, it it wasn't that bad. Like, I just didn't really do it that. I much. was trying to get table in, and he didn't have a job to suit it, so it was just really bad when he didn't have a six member to buff you up or something, and it just kind of sucked to do VD that way. D was pretty easy, but VD that way kind of sucked. You could have like a six member that just kind of healed people. It just. We didn't have other people in the jobs, too. It was just rough. Didn't have a core oh. to buff you or something. It was just pretty rough. You should have let me know. I would have gone. Uh, no, I did go. Yeah. A few times. I was core. I was core, and I did like, shit damage because I was core. Savage Blade was so bad. But yeah, like the, the Antica this month, though, like there's a bunch of ways to do it. Um, if you have ad spawn, it's not the end of the world. Like It doesn't mean that, you know, Fujito's going to show up at your house and molest you or something. <laughs> Crazy ass shit. That was oddly specific. Yeah, I know. It's almost like I have like waking nightmares. Um, but yeah, uh, like if ads spawn, it's it's whatever. Just clean up the ads, like handle it sensibly. Um, historically, you could also just have DD's like weapon skill the cactus every time it, it ran by because it stops to do the needles attack. Um, just kill it before the needles get out of hand, and you're good. And a lot of times, like, you can kill that cactus that way. Like, and this, this is the worst case way of, of killing this mob. Uh, you can kill the cactus in, like, maybe two sets of ad spawn, which isn't unreasonable. And then you can just finish off the rest of the thing. There's definitely no reason you can't do VD this month. Like, if you have a somewhat reasonable gear set, too. Like, obviously, fresh players won't be doing it. But, 
there's there's no reason. Considering last month people were yelling for Volume Two VD and Volume One VE uh, yells in the same yell, like they do both. Considering that was how low the bar was last month, uh, I think anyone doing N this month will be will be happy because they're above that. Wow, we have truly given up. Like obviously, killing it in in less than two minutes, like Zala does, is not something everyone's going to do, and nor should that ever be your bar of comparison. But even getting like one set of ads isn't the end of the world either. If you're doing a magic burst strat, or 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 like uh, like Bippin said today when we were talking about it, if you happen to get lucky and it runs by like a samurai or something, you can open uh, Kanza Nitai, and then uh, you can close Lead and Salute on the cactus and kill it too, uh, with a skill chain bonus. This cactus so runs so fast. Too. I mean, you can even use a scholar uh, opening for a uh, a corsair to close uh, Lead and Salute also. And close skill chains. I will like, say there's a lot of ways to attack it. That's why I I think people giving up and not trying to to do the higher tier difficulties is it, it's, so it's, it would just be a shame because like the fight's not that bad. And it's a good opportunity to get points. I do like that they have a cactus in this. You can even conduit it. There's no reason to have a cactus in this. You could conduit so, it. I don't know. Ambuscade. How do you think you're going to approach ambuscade? Uh, well, I was. I think my mic wasn't working for a second, so I just plugged it back in, but. Um, because you weren't hearing me, I guess. No. No, okay, see, that happens sometimes. I don't know why. It's just random. Um, I was going to say, I do I appreciate that they have a cactus in this with a bunch of ants, because, I mean, yeah, the cactus is in the desert. Ooh, Apex cactus on that mountain in the middle of uh, West Altepa. Question mark needles. Do you ever party at that spot? I'm getting off the topic already, but do you ever party at that spot at the oasis on the mountain? It was, like, a really cool camp. Yeah. It was, like, one of my favorites at the 40-ish range. You would just be in yeah. little nooks there and they'd pull beetles down the little alleys. It was fun. Yeah, um, I actually watched a, a Beastmaster run up and get their uh, Guttler out there. Oh, you get the, Okay, that's where you get it. Okay. Yeah, a whole bunch of people ran up and I was like, what the hell? Like, and then like the, the dude was like cheering and stuff and he had a Guttler. So, <laughs> yeah. But I do appreciate they have a cactus in here that flees around like Cactrot Rapido. That's one of the cooler ambuscades in terms of uh, creativity. Oh, yeah, for sure. I will probably see if I can approach it as... I mean, because you need Scholar, Geo, two Black Mages, that's four. What do you need? Is a tank to hold it? I guess I could be that tank, but I would like to get my Black Mage able to do it. I have gear, I so, just don't apply it. A lot of times, there's no tank to hold it either. Um, you just, like in Zala's video, they did the Samurai, just did the skill chain. But you could probably go Rune Fencer if you're at Haze Cap and just uh, or spin to win the, the, uh, the Ant over and over again. And spin to win. Do it that way. I could, do, I could use yeah, Lionheart you're, you're, Fox and they could magic burst. Because you're going to make lights. It, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You just resolution, resolution with Lionheart. And that way you're doing damage. That way you're making lights. And then they, the Black Mages can burst wind spells on it. And that's uh, the same effect, basically. Because the, the Sam, uh, when they do it, they're doing a fragmentation to a light to a light with a Masamune for some reason instead of a Doji, but it's whatever. All you need is a. Geo to cast haste on you and then use indie haste or something and then or entrust it and then you're fine. Yep. And they're actually using a geo for uh for an entrust haste, uh plus haste. Yeah. In in their end. So all he needs that and then so yeah, I could just go on Rune Fencer as is right now and, and you know, because assuming this is killing the cats right away and it's just the main NM, the Antikens left, I could just spin the you, you you might actually be able to just go as a blue mage as well and try to set up a a fragmentation over and over again. And use subduction to uh, slow the cactus as it runs by. Huh. I hear that's helpful for making sure the burst lands before it runs out of range. Huh. Maybe blue so mage is the way there. 
Yeah. Because I think anybody can hold them up at this point. I think that's what most recent ambuscades are teaching us nowadays. Because we, you know, we don't really need the tanks anymore. Depends on the mob. Like, I remember when it was, like, foamers with, like, the Excalibur mob and all that stuff. Like, I, I, I tanked that fight on Ninja just using evasion. Like, I super tanked it. That was really dumb. We didn't even sleep the mobs. Q-Trip with the end death. Need that tank? Bet not. It's just the evasion. Actually, I would like to try to evasion tank that one, too. It might have a stupid accuracy rate. Sometimes I just give bullshit stats to those mobs. Maybe. I, I know that last time it came around, I, uh, I just super tanked all the ads on Paladin instead of doing the whole like running around Kenyans thing. That was Paladin Sub Summoner with Kate Sith, right? Yep. Ah, Paladin Sub Summoner. So jank. Doing my own Mewen. Be so much easier now, too. So, I think we did cover Apex. That was good. And the Ambuscade, there's really not much to talk about. So, no. otherwise, I think this was fun. So, thank you, Fox. Yeah, man. Anytime. Didn't even have a worse threat of the week. We're slipping. Hey, that's how we uh, managed to interject some positivity in here. Instead of doing the negative stuff, we just simply did nothing. It's not too late, Fox. Here we go. Worst threat of the week. Monetize it. This was made today on Auction House like six hours ago or some nonsense. (laughs) So it's just monetize it, which is spelled (laughs) monetize Sure. T-I-S-E. It's spelled improperly. Monetize it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought it, yeah, whatever. What are they trying to monetize? <laughs> Anything. So this is Z and monetize, by the way, guys. It's <laughs> It just starts mm. the thread off on the wrong note. So the post here is, Wardrobes 5 to 8 hit us recently and were perceived rather nicely by a portion of the community. That's a good way to start. I figured, why not take a think tank two words, to SE, where the community comes up with ideas for further monetization of the game that's not already covered by the monthly subscription fee in order to save Final Fantasy XI. A new paragraph, lowercase, any suggestions, question mark? Uh, look, you don't need to save Final Fantasy XI because there's nothing to save. It's fucking Kaikoji. Going away, yeah. Oh, that guy's an idiot. Okay. He well, he made a post to the official forums about everything he's done is to save Final Fantasy and some delusional schizophrenic shit. What a hero! You guys banned me, and all I do is try to save your game. Like it was like it's just, it was like random oh. the scrawlings of a fucking madman down a well. There's a point where imagine the dude becoming aware of the cringe that he creates. I think like he's just real. Yeah, but but just, just just imagine a situation where like he implodes because of all the cringe once he realizes how cringe it is. You know, because I I think of that sometimes. It's like, hey, what if the culmination of everything I've ever done that's cringe hit me all at once? Like, would it kill me? Like, as a man? Like, like would I just die? Would I, would I cringe right out of my own skin? These are the things I think about. What I want to see Kaikoji do is just yell something that makes no sense, as every yell he does is. And then go, I ask this just because I want to contextualize the moment. <laughs> Imagine a world where he reaches consensus while he's contextualizing within the moment. Sometimes less is more when it comes to words used. I think sometimes it, it's safe to just say, hey, I don't fucking understand what's going on. So could you explain to me what has happened? Because I wasn't paying attention. You know what you and should get That's him? another way of asking 
we contextualize the moment. Whenever his birthday or some bullshit holiday comes, just send him the copy of a Warhol picture, the cannibal soup can. <laughs> what? Because less is more. And less all the words more. within the soup of that Campbell soup that Felgar spits out everywhere, that word soup that's contained within, less is more. Just the can, no words everywhere. It, it's demonstrating that less is more. You see where I'm going with that, right, Fox? Yeah. <laughs> Just get him a Warhol copy. So all the bad ideas in this thread before we end the episode, of course. Buki comes up with a Buki idea. A Q fast pass, like it's fucking Disney World, apparently. A Q fast pass would be a gold mine on servers like Asura slash Bahamut. Instantly puts you next in line for any content you sign up for. And the first thing in parentheses here... The first thing in parentheses is Neo Nizal Isle Omen Ambu Odyssey. Why is Neo Nizal Isle the first thing you want to pay to be fast tracked into? That's not even a Q. That's like paying to fast track into the fucking teacups at Disney World. That's first come, first serve. Like, if you're all standing out there clicking on it, it's whoever clicks on it first and goes in. Neonize Lyle is not a Q. Do you know what a Q is? A fast pass for Moblin Maze Monger so the hands of darkness don't pull me back, fucks. A Q is first in, first out, meaning that that you are prioritized in a list where the first one in is the the first one out at the end. The the other thing you're talking about is just simply a free-for-all. And there's no way to create a pass that puts you at the head of Neonizal Lyle. Oh, no. Someone said premium trusts that are super powerful. Oh, boy. This is hey, stupid I would, shit. I would, I would scrounge together the funds to pay for Cornelia. <laughs> I want her back. <laughs> I want her back in my life. So apparently, I guess Nexon's not canceled and Final Fantasy Mobile's coming because everyone wants to act like Nexon is running Final Fantasy XI now. Yeah, right? microtransaction the shit out of it All-star imagine com- if they imagine if they did do the, the whole Q thing right for Zura in particular and all these people who are paying the 140 mil for their Chloris buds decide to buy this pass all of a sudden the people who didn't buy the pass would be the ones with the shortest Q <laughs> wow because all the ones with the pass would be in this priority privilege queue, right or, or even if they're going first, it doesn't matter because they'd all still be waiting in line for fucking ever. And the people who did not buy this pass in the worst case scenario would be the people who never get to do the content. So basically all you're doing in that situation is just artificially placing a gate on people who can't pay for this pass. While everyone who paid for this pass see no difference. It's, that's the actual stupidest shit ever. If, anyone, if, if, if the person who had thought this up had thought about it for more than maybe 30 seconds, they would have realized how dumb it is. So I, I don't and you know. get all these That's, dumb things too. Like, uh, I like the race slash gender, like being able to change your face. I think that'd be a decent. I would of. like that too, because I'm tired of being an ugly ass Elvin and I'm tired of not, not being able to play dancer as, <laughs> as the female human. That's on my. Well, yeah. I, I am dressed up as a female human almost all times. Are you saying your big, leathery, long elven neck doesn't fit in your dancer leotard? No, unfortunately, it's sculpted exactly for my dancer leotard and not for the the human character. But then they... really sucks because I have to use the dancer artifact gear because especially the body is extremely good for uh, Walt's boots. You just lock style, but... You can't. Can't lock style and dancer? No. Well, no, you can lock style and dancer, right? But I can't equip the gear as a human. It, it's it's gender locked. It is 
gender lock to male. Oh, so when you're lock when you're when you're um using was it plastic surgeon or whatever the hell you it doesn't have the dress up. Dress up. Yeah, the plastic surgeon was the old one. Dress up doesn't let you have the right body piece because you're a different rate uh, different gender. Yeah, because it checks on my end. Time to uh, dad not swap. On the, not on the Just go dad swap. I mean, I could, yeah. But I mean, I, I would actually pay for that. Like, that actually is a good idea because it's something that wouldn't come up in everyday play. It's completely optional. So you wouldn't be forced to do it because there's really no benefit outside well, of, you know, what you want your character to their, look like. Their next suggestion and, was bring back the old big differences between races. Clearly a racist. Uh, I got mixed feelings about that one, actually. Like, I, I like that it added diversity to the people playing the classes. Like, you know, your elven black mage wouldn't be exactly the same as the Taru black mage or the Hume black mage, but it's less fair, I guess, to do it that way. And, you know, who's to say that, you know, one race is better than another at something in particular? You know, it's it's hard to, to support that without sounding like a racist yourself, right? But I like the diversity that it adds to do it that way. Like, the diversity is actually really cool. Homogenizing things is a little more boring. So I... I guess that's my stance on it. It's just more interesting, but whatever. At any rate, that's that trolling garbage thread worst of the week. So <laughs> that's how we stay positive. Let me not be a male elven anymore. <laughs> well, Fox, you could just start taking that hormone therapy. And if it worked in game, man, I'd do it. I it would pay great. all my my mog uh, subscription fees to to have a gender <laughs> reassignment on my character. I mean. And it sounds dumb, but I like if I I would want to play the game to watch something aesthetically pleasing on screen. I don't project I don't, myself onto my character on screen, and I, I think that's where you can like. This game's line. twenty years old, Fox. How aesthetically pleasing is a female character in it? I don't know. Have you seen my Elven do a run animation? <laughs> that's just your Elven runs like a fucking. <laughs> yeah, dude, like it's a frumpster. Real bad. It's real bad. Like all the combat stances are pretty lazy. Like the casting. Looks really the weird. Worst like, have you is, ever seen an elven summon something? Then why'd you pick out but the worst is elven single wielding dagger? It like squats I backwards. Picked I picked elven <laughs> specifically. Um yeah, exactly. I, I picked elven specifically because uh I was going to be a dragoon and it had high strength and I was going for strength. Wow. That's why I did it. And I did not pick the female elvens because I thought they looked weird. But I would have picked the, the female Hume because that would have been the most aesthetically pleasing thing on the screen because I don't need to see a dude running around and you have more options to armor as a female. Fox, are you insecure? You don't need to see a no. dude running around? No, here's, you are here's a dude. I am a dude, yes. But but here's the thing. like Nobody else has to see that stuff. Like, it doesn't matter to me. It's just I'm playing a game, so I would want the, the characters to look a certain way. Because at, at, the, end of the, game, at the end of the day, all of... All of what you're doing in here, like straight down to like lock style, is all for like fashion. Like it, it's whatever your character looks like at the end of the day. That, that's that's really it what is matters. role like, playing. That's why lock I suppose. Is. Well, I mean, it's only role playing if you get weird about it, right? Well, it's MMORPG. I guess you are role playing as that female fox. So what is the safe word? I don't know. What is the safe? The word? safe word is. We never set one up. The safe word is. So if you want to send us an email, you can always email us <laughs> at wtfandwantadeal at gmail Otherwise, you could join our Discord, or if you do not make bad YouTube videos, because didn't even mention this happening, it was really drama-related, that was hilarious, and uh, join a, a link shell out of the concierge, 
and then make a bad video on YouTube attacking me because I said you make bad videos and being rude's unacceptable, and then uh, wigging out and trying to block and report me on every platform. That's uh, that's always good. So if you want to do that, you could join our link shell or not in game. Or those are the three things: the Discord, the oh, Fox. There's a Reddit, isn't there? Is there? Yes. R I wouldn't slash... know. I don't go there r slash Final Fantasy 1-1, the place that is no longer allowed to cross-post into r slash FFXI because they got tired of people finding out there's a better place to be than crappy r slash FFXI. So join oh. that Reddit. And that's it. Yeah. Do you have like a, uh, you know, like a soliloquy or anything you can leave us with, Fox? Some, a limerick? Any insight? A knowledge? Perhaps a poem you could pull out of the book real quick. Oh uh, Yeah, it goes like this. Uh, don't pick male elephants. <laughs> In a chipped white bowl. Midget Point Bowl. No, that's all I got. Say see ya. Oh, alright. Later, guys.